1: Turning up the monitors there. Um, we come to you live each and every weeknight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Thanks for your belief and your trust in us. A lot of news to get into, a lot of information. Got a great show lined up for you tonight. Our first guest is going to just knock your socks off. Uh, I'll tell you if you're wearing any. And, uh, we're going to be getting to her momentarily, but, um, of course, if you spend any time this weekend at all, you've seen the distraction, um, concerning the, uh, the question, well, can, can Trump govern? Can Trump, uh, maintain a political power base? Of course, uh, with respect to the health care failure and I put failure in quotation marks because, uh, it never went to a vote and I think that that was planned, but that's my, That's my uh, personal opinion. I think that there's a lot of uh, 3-D chess being played out there in terms of um, what is taking place behind or inside the beltway. Those new to the program, we we simulcast live. Global Star Radio Network, of course, is our home station. Blog Talk Radio, as well as YouTube Live, all three, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, as I mentioned earlier, Monday through Friday. Uh, I want, uh, if you, if you don't mind, I, I would like everyone to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. We're seeing a lot of censorship take place with respect to our content, everyone's content, at, at least if you fit the mold of being a conservative, especially a Christian conservative, and one that is outspoken. Now, let me tell you, if you are one that tears other Christians down, Thumbs up to you. That's right. You're okay. You're never gonna get censored. You're never gonna get taken off. If you're a, if you're a ISIS carrying f- card carrying Muslim uh, terrorist, there you go. You're set. Monetize away. We'll even certify your account. Yeah, but a big right. If you're uh, if your proclivities are for the underage sexually, hey, not a problem. Even better, we'll run your content for you and monetize it. You want to talk about assassinating the president? Hey, that's that's a twofer. You get, you get we'll
2: advertise your video and other.
1: You other get channel. double. You get double uh, payment for that. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy out there, and of course the uh, the bottom line with what's going on out there. Soon we're not going to have a platform, and uh, with our first guest, I'm going to be bringing something up. But uh, I got an email today from. Uh, from Brad Full Spectrum of Survival. Have you have you have you checked out their YouTube channel, Full Spectrum Survival? Latest video is about uh tell me if you've ever heard of this word. Associationism. Associationism. He gets into associationism as it applies in the context of pedogate of Pizzagate. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Pizzagate is, um is real. It's a, it's not, it's not a conspiracy theory. It, it has been misrepresented. Pedogate has been misrepresented. There are problems with, with that, but it's real. It is happening. And, uh, it's, of course, people are trying to cover it up. But go to uh, Full Spectrum Survival. I'm going to be posting a link, Um in fact, on HomelandSecurityUS.com tonight, I say tonight. Yeah, it, perhaps I might get waylaid uh, within the next twelve hours. Um, link to this video. It's about Iggy Azalea. Is that a, a, a rapper, Iggy Azalea? Yeah, Eric the Tech. I'm, I'm frightened. You know that. She's what? What was the name? Iggy, Went? A- Azalea. Pretty dude-like. Is that what you said? All right. <clears throat> Whatever that means. She's 26 years old. She put up this this video. Uh, it, it's a horrific video as far as I'm concerned. It's got 9 million views and a quarter million likes. Uh, Brad from Full Spectrum Survival pointed this out. And he did a video on his channel about this video. And uh, I'm going to get Liz... Corkin's take on this uh, this is our first guest coming up um, oh, and she is ready okay good good enough uh, Portion's nice broadcast brought to you by ziprecruiter.com folks visit ziprecruiter.com slash free trial that's ziprecruiter.com slash free trial if you operate a business if you are, if you take care of the hiring make it easy on yourself plus reach out to really with one click hundreds of, uh, places to push your job site via ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. And in for listeners of this program, you can actually use ZipRecruiter for free for a limited time. Check the website for details, ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. More on that later. Joe, go ahead. And I'm going to kick over to you to, to bring on our, our first guest, which is, i yeah. so pleased that she's on with us.
2: Our, our guest is Liz Crockren and uh Croken she's an award-winning uh journalist and author the book that she authored is is titled uh Malice and she is a regular contributor to Town Hall and the New York Observer and I had the pleasure of talking to her just before the broadcast and uh it's
1: going to be a great interview Liz welcome to the Hagman and Hagman report
0: Hi guys thanks so much for having me on
1: Well thanks for coming on you're you're just uh, it's fantastic to uh to welcome you to our show.
0: Yes, I'm excited to be uh, here. There's so much to cover.
1: Well, if if we can, there is, and <laughs> so you work for two presidential administrations, or, or yeah, I, I, well, yeah,
0: it's a little confusing. Let me, I worked let me on guess. Two
1: Kennedy and Johnson, right? Based on your age. No, no, that that's me. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I hope I'm just you haven't kidding, seen a picture
0: of me. I hope I don't look that old. I need to go back to my plastic surgeon if that's the case. Um <laughs> I, I don't have a plastic surgeon, but I do get Botox. Um no, I actually I worked for I went to the University of Iowa uh, my first year there was in 1997 and I you know I was a first in the nation caucus so it's a very politi- politically active state so I was able to work on not one but two presidential campaigns um, during my time there and my the first presidential campaign I worked for worked on was for then congressman John Kasich most people have no idea that he ran for president in uh, what year was it 1998 I believe uh, 1999. It was 1999. He dropped out before the Iowa straw poll. And then I worked on President, well, then Governor George W. Bush's presidential campaign. And then when he got into the White House, I got an internship working for the State Department's White House correspondent, which placed me in the briefing room every day. So I got to cover, I was basically a part of the White House press corps. and got to cover all the White House events and hang out with all those humble White House correspondents.
2: Well, that sounds very interesting, Liz. Um, if you can, can you tell listeners a little bit about what you've been doing lately? Uh, I know you've been writing for the New York Observer Town Hall, and you have your
1: book. Um. Yeah, and by the way, if, if no one has, if you haven't read any of Liz's recent columns, or her book for that matter, do so. Highly recommend it. Tell the author.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, I, I started uh, getting really involved with this election last summer um i i started writing a lot of political commentary I, my my first columns that were political opinion columns debuted on townhall.com and i got really passionate about you know writing about this election because i've been involved in politics and followed politics in my almost my entire life and i've met both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump I've got to know Donald Trump much better because I used to cover The Apprentice as a journalist for Us Weekly magazine and so I, three years in a row I flew to New York to cover The Apprentice finale and got to interview him and Melania like briefly. I mean it wasn't like I got one-on-one interviews but in a press conference style. I did get to do a one-on-one interview with Ivanka and meet the Suns and so in you know working as an entertainment journalist slash tabloid journalist you get to know um, these celebrities pretty well. You know, you, you you find out what their true character is about. You hear everything about them. And Donald Trump has always been a wonderful person to me. I've, I've only heard nothing but good things about him. And Last summer, I just there were so many lies and just so much vitriol spewed at him that I know was just not true. I mean, probably not true, but just from my own personal experience. And on the flip side, I've been researching and following Hillary Clinton since I was in high school, and I know that she's pure evil. And I knew that the press was colluding with her to help her win the election, and I just couldn't stand the just all the lies and the collusion and the false reporting on Trump and the propping up of Hillary. Clinton so I got really involved in covering the election. my first column with town hall was just kind of telling what I the truth about what I know about Donald Trump and that story went was number one on the site within a few hours and it went viral um but since the election and since Trump has won, I've kind of per, really focused on this the sex trafficking in the pedo gate and and part of the reason why I focused on I'm focusing more on sex trafficking, is because I I'm a victim myself of of a sexual assault, and I've been a victim advocate for rape victims and sex crime victims for years and. When the WikiLeaks John Podesta emails came out, which was, you know, right before the election, I, I read through all those emails and I went to Comic Ping Pong's Instagram site and saw the horrific images they posted sexualizing children and using pedophilia language and I found it horrific and, you know, that's when I really, you know, I knew that um, pedophiles existed in government. I knew that sex trafficking rings existed, but I was just like many of us was completely ignorant to how massive it is and how rampant it is and, and how uh, big of a problem it is. So I started going, really going down that rabbit hole, you know, a few months ago and it's almost become like an obsession. I've just been researching it nonstop every day and just trying to draw awareness to it. And um, I've written columns about sex trafficking and gotten involved in some projects with sex trafficking and and I'm realizing it's a really dangerous uh, topic to expose because there's a lot of people at the top trying to silence people like myself. So it's, it's really scary to be covering this kind of stuff but it's so horrific what's happening to these children and it's like, you know, there's not enough people covering it and exposing it and if we all just kind of get intimidated out of talking about it, then where are these children left, right? So that's, well, that's
1: Liz, kind of how I got involved yeah. in yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. First of all, our guest is Liz. Oh, no, Kirk. you're fine. And, and I want to tell you something, Liz. First of all, I want to thank you for being a brave warrior for the truth and standing up for this subject. This is such a horrific subject. Um, I can I can tell you this on a personal end. I've got over 2,000 pages, 800 of which I've already uh, because of my um, well, because I've been a multi-state licensed investigator for the last thirty years, I've turned over and developed a relationship with certain law enforcement agencies. Have turned over over eight hundred pages of investigative materials to law enforcement, uh, with more to follow. And um, this, is, so a couple of things. Number one, I, I want to just express my gratitude for you for keeping your eyes on this as a journalist. Number two, I, I just want to, you know, just tell you how deeply, um touched I am and we are, uh, sorry we are that, that you had experienced what you experienced. But thirdly, and uh, most importantly, I want to thank you for talking about this today and going forward because when most people are backing off, you're doubling down, we're doubling down, and thank you. And, and we're going to back you up, whatever, I'm going to tell you right now, We'll back you up anywhere, anytime. You just say the word, and we're going to be there for you. But but go ahead, Liz.
0: Oh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. We've had a lot of interesting things happen. It it feels like, you know, we're, we're taking a lot of steps in the right direction in terms of the media coverage. And, you know, we were talking earlier on the phone about I was really happy last week. Dr. Phil covered... Um, as a sex trafficking victim, a, a woman who, as a child, was born into a, an elite pedophile ring. And she was raped starting at the age of two. And she, Dr. Phil dedicated the entire show last week to her story. And I have never seen anyone in the mainstream media, um, spotlight, you know, sex trafficking in terms of the the elite pedophile circles. You know, the media kind of wants to make the public think that, You know, these kinds of horrific incidences only happen in trailer parks, right? They don't want to bring attention to the fact that actually people at the highest levels of government, like some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood that I know firsthand just by working and living in Hollywood, are some of the biggest pedophiles, you know, some of the people, you know, in, in the music industry, big banks. I mean, uh, religious institutions. It just goes on and on and on. And the mainstream media, partially because the mainstream media is complicit, and I think that people in the media are, you know, are involved with with some of these old pedophile rings, and that's why there's such a huge cover up. But you rarely see the mainstream media talking about. Um, pedophilia, you know, at the highest levels of the power structures, you know, in this country and, and worldwide. So to see Dr. Phil talking about an elite pedophile ring, I was really, like, happy to see that. And I was actually shocked that he was he was going there. It was very bold of him. Uh, but th- there was one thing that really stuck out to me during his entire show. And he, it's when he said that some of the clients of this elite pedophile ring who raped this poor woman of a child, remember starting at the age of two. So think about a two-year-old child. He said some of them were um, politicians and members of the FBI, and that is what I've been trying to drive home in my advocacy work and my columns: is that there is massive pedophilia going on in the highest levels of government and it's really hard for people to believe this and understand that because we want to trust our leaders we want to trust the people that are out there that are supposed to be protecting children like authority members members of the fbi you know people in the cia people that work as police officers but unfortunately um these levels of government have been completely infiltrated with pedophiles and they've been and, and this this isn't an accident they have been put into place to protect other pedophiles. So the fact that Dr. Phil, uh, you know, boldly said that, yes, we can confirm, and he said, quote, I believe to to the core of my being that she's telling the truth, and he said that his producers have been investigating her story for four months, and that he had multiple people at multiple different agencies confirm to him that this woman was telling him the truth. So that was a huge victory for children who are, you know, who have been victims of these elite pedophile rings and it's a victory for people like you and I who are trying so hard to expose pedogate and, and expose that these crimes are, are happening to children and the, the perpetrators are at the very top, you know, the totem poles at, you know, in the world, right? So so, so that's, you know, one thing that happened last week in terms of gate that was, was a step in the right direction that was a really good thing for this movement.
2: And, Liz, you, you made a number of, of excellent points. Um, if we can talk about the, the prevalence of, of pedophilia, we see, uh especially with, with Pizzagate, Pedogate, we saw, you know, at every turn the news would, would just come out and just say, you know, this is debunked, oftentimes misrepresenting the story and the important details in the story. But um, we've seen, you know, a huge increase in, in the prevalence of pedophilia from, um, you know, Institutions of both government, religious, and and otherwise, uh, even law enforcement in some cases. Uh, in your experience and in your research, you know, from the Catholic Church to uh, what we just saw with Penn State, and uh, and you mentioned what, what Dr. Phil had on his show uh, last week that implicated uh, law enforcement. Uh, mm-hmm. How prevalent do you think uh, this pedophilia problem is? Not Institutionally, only in America. I yeah. think yeah. is what you're asking. But,
0: yeah, I'd say you know. I'm- Out of all my research, um, I'd say, like institutionally, in terms of people in the government, law enforcement, I'd say, and this is from my personal research and combined with other people's perspective of how bad it is, I'd say one third. One third is one third of the people put into positions of power within the government um, are pedophiles. That's how rampant it is, without a doubt. and thirty
1: over thirty three percent
0: i'd say at least i I'd, I'd say at least thirty three percent at least thirty three percent so you know from from and like just you know just to give you a sense of 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 how bad it is and and you know it should be noted that I did a column on you know how president donald trump which is one of the many reasons why i was I support him and voted for him, but he's making this a priority. He's making human trafficking a priority. And, you know, he gave a press conference not too long ago talking about his administration, how his administration is making it a priority and how there's been a huge amount of um, pedophilia arrests since he's been sworn in. And that's very strategic. It's because he's basically given the authorities the go ahead to finally go after these monsters. But there's been a huge increase since he's been uh, sworn in of pedophilia arrests. I mean, it's a, a drastic increase um, in the first few months of 2017 compared to last year, 2015, and you know other years, other recent years. And you know, I, I track all of these stories of people getting arrested on a on a daily basis. And you can go to my social media accounts, and, and I post stories all day long. But just to give you a sense of how bad the problem is, just in the past month. So, just in the past four weeks, there has been several arrests of people within government or people who are, you know, members of like authority figures. So, for example, there was a former uh, a former Ohio mayor who was arrested for raping a four year old child, and by the way, he ple- he pleaded guilty. Robert,
3: and they Ohio. Actually, took
0: it as. This- Yes, yeah, so oh, it was no. a mayor of Ohio. His name is Hubbard Keenan. He pleaded guilty of uh, 20 counts of sex crimes. and He not only did he admit to being a four-year-old. Think about that—a four-year-old child. He also said that the four-year-old consented. Just to give you an yeah. idea of how sick these people are—a four-year-old, a four-year-old, four-year-old consent, a four-year-old can barely string a sentence together. How can a four-year-old consent to have sex with some creepy mayor in Ohio? So that's just one instance in the past few weeks. Um, There was, let's see here, I've just put a list together. There's been multiple police officers arrested. There was, there's members of the military that have been arrested. There was a former Air Force colonel that pled guilty to pornography charges. Um, Let's see here. There was, there is, um, there is a uh, one city, I'm trying to find it. There is one city that had such a massive problem with sexual assault within the police department that I believe, let me see, I'm trying to find this. I believe the mayor asked for the FBI to get involved to investigate it. Um, And these are just, you know, these are just, situations that have happened in the past few weeks but every single day my feed is flooded with stories like this and What's happening is that when Trump started really going after these pedophiles, the people that initially were arrested within his, for the first few weeks of him becoming president, they were kind of the bottom feeders. They were kind of the people, the you know, the, the people that were bottle of the barrel type people. They weren't high profile, they people that didn't make a lot of money. And what multiple sources have told me is that they started with these people because they're trying to get the small time people to, to talk and to give evidence about the people at the top that are kind of running these sex trafficking rings because a, a lot of these pedophiles are, they they operate within circles and they operate within pedophile networks. And so we're starting, and you know, my source have been telling me this actually for a while, and now that they've gotten a lot of these low-level pedophiles arrested we are starting to see more people that are more prominent in the community um, getting arrested for their involvement in child sex trafficking. And I imagine that this is only going to continue and that there's going to be more and more high-profile arrests made, hopefully very, very soon. I,
1: I was I was assured, Liz, uh, from my contacts with NYPD, the task force, um, the particular group, more than one group, but the one particular group that handled the Anthony Weiner laptop case and the email case—that um, it was my—I was—I was assured this weekend that there will be movement uh, here within the next couple of weeks on arrests being made. Some, according to my source, that will—you uh, know—raise some eyebrows now. Uh, however, the bigger ones, it's going to take a little bit longer, and there's been a lot of pushback right. at the higher levels of the, uh, uh, higher levels of the, uh, justice, the even current DOJ staffing. Let me ask you, if I can. I don't, I don't want to, sure. you can answer, you can answer anything you want. By the way, you were on my radar for the last couple of years. And when John told me that uh, you were coming on, I was so excited. And our uh, uh, and folks, <laughs> Liz Crokin uh, is our guest. She's a just a fantastic columnist for the New York Observer, Town Hall. I, I catch most of your columns on, on Town Town Hall, right? Town Hall. Yeah. Or I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you're on Twitter at Liz. Croken.
0: At Liz Crokin, L-I-Z-C-R-O-K-N.
1: Right. Okay. All right now let me ask you this. Uh back October third, Podesta emails began to be rolled out WikiLeaks. Since that time, obviously. Many people have said, Oh, there's nothing here. That, uh, so can you can you address directly and by the way folks, we're gonna we're gonna blow through the bottom of the hour break. Thank you to the network, Global Star Radio Network, for allowing us to do that. God bless you. Um because this information is so important and Liz is so important. But uh um Liz, can you speak directly on the findings of the Podesta emails with respect to, in the context of, of pedophilia?
0: Yeah. Well, this is you know, so you know, you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but you said you know, there, there's been so many people in the mainstream media that have said that Pizzagate's been debunked, and you're right. There has been so many people in the mainstream media that have said that Pizzagate has been debunked, but no one's actually debunked it. For something to be debunked, you have to prove it, right? It is there's going to be some bunk there.
2: Yeah, I mean, they they haven't even addressed <laughs> right. the claims uh, that researchers and others exactly. have been making. So how can you debunk a story when you won't even um, deal with with what is being considered to be evidence or or facts right. and whatnot?
0: You something just something is not debunked just because someone said it's been debunked. You have to say it's debunked because this means this or that means that, and this is false and this is true, and here's why. No one's done that. There's been, there hasn't been one reporter in the mainstream media that has actually debunked Pizzagate, okay? So I challenge any journalist, any or just anyone, anyone listening right now, I challenge anyone listening right now to tell me and explain to me what all of these strange code words mean. What does pizza mean? What does walnut sauce mean? What does pasta mean? What does Domino's on a pizza mean? What does hot dog stands mean? And how do you get pizza for an hour? You know, the, yeah. the only thing I've heard is some people have said, well, you know, maybe they're talking about drugs, but drugs doesn't make sense. You don't get cocaine for an hour. You get a hooker for an hour. You don't get cocaine yeah, Liz, for an hour.
2: With, with the Podesta emails and this, and this whole pizza pedo-gate um, issue, there's, there's three things. One in the Podesta emails, there was an email referring to children from 7 to 11, as entertaining, exactly. gonna be in the pool. There is, you know, all these uh, horrific Instagram and other social media photos. And then there's the spirit cooking. Um, and none of these are, are ever dealt with in the media. And, and I believe that those are three of the at least strongest points to begin with. But, you know, as, as we already stated, the, the claims, the allegations, the evidence are never addressed by the media. Um, Ben Swan, he did a report for a local CBS Atlanta. He referenced the Instagram photos, but only saying that they were too graphic to even be shown exactly. on the network.
0: And, you know, here's the bottom line with Pizzagay, okay? So let's let's just say, let's give John Podesta and, and his, his creepy friends and James Eliphonis who owns Comet Ping Pong, like the benefit of the doubt. And let's say that they're not pedophiles and they're not engaged in sexual acts with children or, or engaged with, Trafficking children. Okay, if that if that is true, if that were true, still reading the WikiLeaks emails and then looking at the art that John Podesta, Tony Podesta have in their office and/or in their home, and then going to Comet Ping Pong's Instagram page and looking at the images there, and then taking it a step further and watching some of the videos of some of the bands that perform at Comet Ping Pong and how they talk and laugh about raping babies. And looking at the Instagram pictures from Comet Ping Pong and James Alessandro's Instagram page where he sexualizes children, you can't deny that, where he uses known pedophile words. He holds, you know, this picture of him holding a baby with um, anal beads around his neck and the baby's neck. And he uses words like chicken lovers. Chicken lovers means gay man who likes to have sex with, Little boys. Okay, he uses words such as um, "hotard." He writes phrases such as "daddy likes butt" under pictures with children, with price tags on them. So even if they're not engaging in sexual acts with children, even if they're not trafficking children, these are sick people. OK, I'm sorry. You cannot look at that Instagram page and not think that, that those images of these children and, and calling a baby a whole tart is OK. It's disgusting. So there that. is something there is something very, very wrong with these people. And for them to try to, you know, come out in the media and say that Comet Ping Pong is this kid friendly place when they have bands that, that perform there that laugh about raping children and babies. Are you out of your mind? That's insanity. And I don't see how any sane person could, you know, watch the footage of these bands at Comet Ping Pong and look at the pictures from the Instagram page and think that that's normal because it's not. And if, if it is normal to you, then you might be a pedophile or a sadist or both. <laughs> like okay. exactly.
1: You, you know, so, and, uh, folks. I, you, everyone listening to this, and and Liz, our our audience is primarily christians 99 percent christians and yeah. probably 95 percent conservatives so we got it like christian conservatives uh, and this is my message to everyone out there in our listening audience please follow liz on twitter and support her work wherever you might find it and and we gave you the venues but we're going to put it up on a separate uh, yeah, town a video townhall.com town new york yeah. and, and because we need more people like liz and we need more uh, and thank you for saying that and you're exactly correct now um uh, about uh, one thing that caught my attention and how far did you investigate or discuss or look research look into Laura Silsby from haiti and the laura silsby hillary Clinton
0: connection um i mean i've I've researched it enough um, to know that there's something very wrong with that situation too um, Laura Silsby was you know she was convicted of attempting to Kidnapped 30, I believe it was 33. There's one report, some reports say 30, some say 33, but it was, right. you know, it was a significant amount of children, uh, out of Haiti. And so she was convicted, not charged, she was convicted, she was thrown in jail for attempting to kidnap children. And her side of the story is that, you know, these kids are orphans and blah, blah, blah. These kids, most of these kids had parents. Okay? Like, these weren't orphans. These kids had parents. So, this woman was convicted of, you know, attempting to kidnap these children. And out of of all people, who flies to Haiti to rescue her? Bill Clinton. Okay? Isn't that a little strange that a former (laughs) president of the United States is flying to Haiti to to save someone? To to bail someone out of jail who's been convicted of dealing children like what like why would a former president be invested in doing that okay Mm -hmm. so that happens and she comes back to the states and eventually gets married and so, so now she has a new name a new last name and now she works for amber alert so her new name by the way is laura gaylor so we have a woman that was convicted of Trying to traffic children, most of which who had parents, got bailed out by Bill Clinton, who we know is a rapist and a pervert, and a, just a sleaze, like a sleaze ball like all around. Right. Who also hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein, who is a convicted pedophile who sex trafficked children, you know, on his private island. That's not a secret, you know. That's been out there. That's been in the mainstream media. That that's been proven in court. Um, so he's rescuing. This woman, you know, who has close ties to the Clinton Foundation, which we all know is shady, and you know, this woman comes back to the United States. Now you think someone that was convicted of trying to kidnap dozens of children would find find it difficult to get a job at Starbucks? But no, oh no, she's working at Amber Alert. She's working. She, she, she shouldn't even be a janitor there. Exactly. So she, and not only is she working at Amber Alert, which is an organization that's supposed to find missing children and supposed to protect children from monsters like herself, she's a vice president there. Okay? And I recently, you know, talked about this. I, I talk about all this stuff all the time on my social media page, but I, 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 you know, I'm constantly bringing up the same things over and over again because I constantly get new followers. And I brought this up last week, you know, on my page um, because I was talking about the the missing DC girls and I'm like well these DC missing girls didn't get Amber Alerts issued maybe because people who are involved in kidnapping children work for Amber Alert." and I posted Laura Sylvie now Laura Gaylor's picture on my Facebook page and my Twitter page and so many people were like I can't believe this. I can't believe this is real. I can't believe that someone that was convicted of trying to kidnap children works at Amber Alert. And then people went to Amber Alert's website and saw her picture there and saw that, oh, yes, she indeed works there. And she's listed as the vice president of marketing there. And I encourage people, don't take our word for it. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research Like go out there. Don't believe me. Don't believe what I say. Go to WikiLeaks. Go to the Amber Alerts website. Look for yourself to see if her picture's there. Google her maiden name. And, you know, find out what happened in Haiti. Do your own research. Draw your own conclusions. Because all the proof is, is out there. You don't need to take my word for it. It is out there.
1: Amen to that. You're exactly right. Um Yeah. Okay. Yeah! Uh, wow, and, and I, I've, we've gotten just since you've been on, uh, Liz, we've gotten so many emails. Number one, supporting you. Number two, thanking you, and oh, uh, in support of you. And thirdly, so many people and Deborah from Cleveland listening live. Deborah, calm down now, <laughs> okay? Saying, you know, why, why we, we got to do something? We got to do something. And you know, it, it's frustrating because there is so many people out there who feel that either some have sold out some have never got on board and just no one's doing anything but uh do do, do you think liz i mean uh, do you think there are enough of the right proper people doing things right now in terms of investigation and moving this investigation forward
0: Yeah, absolutely, I do. Okay. I do. I absolutely do think that's the case. And, you know, when people contact you and they ask you what they can do, and and I say the same thing to people to contact me directly, you know, because a lot of people feel powerless. Well, you know, I'm not a journalist, or I don't have a lot of followers, like I don't have a huge platform. Well, everybody knows someone. Talk about it. Spread information. Post it on your Facebook page. Post it on your Twitter page. I don't care if you have one follower. If you enlighten one person. If you educate one person, that's just one more person that's going to be, you know, fighting for these children. That's going to be aware. Just, just bringing awareness um, is is so important, and it can have such a huge impact. Because at the end of the day, these these elites, you know, these these powerful elites that are in these creepy satanic you know, cults and like um secret societies, they are very powerful and they do own and they run most of the media, most of entertainment, um, most of the government, most of the world. But guess what? We the people, we outnumber them about three hundred to one. Amen. Okay. And they know that. And that's why they are still desperately trying to cover this up. That's why there's there's a concerted effort as we speak that's been going on all weekend to try to silence people like me, try to de- discredit people like, you know, myself and David Seaman, who was the person, that the reporter that led the charge on exposing Pete the Gate. You know, instead of debunking it, what they do is they attack him, they attack his character, they deflect. And, you know, they are trying so hard to cover this up. But they can't, it, you know. They can't cover it up. They can't, you know. Th- thanks to forums like your show and social media, um, it, it, it the cat's already out of the bag. And so they're, you know, they're trying to play catch up. But at the end of the day, you know, just people talking amongst themselves. Like, tell your friends. Like, tell your neighbors. Like, educate people to what's going on, because there are. Good people in government that are trying to expose this, and Donald Trump is one of them, but he it'll be a lot easier for him to really go after these monsters if the public is behind him a hundred percent and you know and this is not a partisan issue there are there are pedophiles in the Republican party and the Democratic party it doesn't matter your religion, your race, there are pedophiles you know of all walks of life, and I don't care if you love Donald Trump or if you hate Donald Trump. If you want to protect children, you need to get behind them on this issue. You need to get behind every single person, regardless of their party affiliation, regardless of the race or their job or, you know, their color, who cares? You need to get behind that person to support them because uh, us as a society, just as a species, if we can't do something so simple as protect our children, then we're nothing. We will not, you know, progress to the next level as, as, you know, as humans that we're supposed to If, if we can't simply... Protect children. You yeah, know, so there's, no, there's yeah. no reason why uh, you know everyone every good person out there who's not a pedophile shouldn't shouldn't be able to get behind you know this this effort.
2: Listen, um one one of the stories that uh, has been very undercovered, and I know that just happened was the um, the rally in Washington D.C. Yeah, the,
1: the yeah yeah the, to tell us about that.
0: Um, are You're you talking about the Pizzagate rally on Saturday? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah this past weekend. We're sorry. Yeah. This past so,
0: weekend. yeah. So, you know, there there were a lot of amazing people, and unfortunately, I, I really wanted to be there, but I wasn't able to make it out there. Um, there were a lot of amazing people that, like David Seaman, um, who have been, at, you know, leading the charge on Pizzagate and telling the truth about Pizzagate and, you know, exposing Pizzagate and spreading awareness to it. And there were hundreds of really good people that had a rally, I believe it was in front of the White House, or at the park across from the White House, and you know, there were speakers there talking about you know, what's going on and, and talking about pedophilia and these, you know, sex trafficking rings and just trying to bring awareness. And you're right, uh no one in the mainstream media covered it as I expected. But what did happen in the mainstream media is they went into overdrive trying to discredit Pizzagate and tried to discredit anyone exposing Pizzagate. So what happened, which I thought was very interesting, is, you know, last week we had, I believe, the guy that um, went into uh, Comet Ping Pong with a gun. He was he had a hearing last week and, you know, he there was some kind of hearing with him last week that everyone in the mainstream yeah. media covered. And by the way, I, I think that was a complete false flag, complete distract. That that was I believe that was a setup to distract from what's really going on. You know, I count at ping pong. But yeah, there was
2: Roger a whole about that Roger that the yeah. <laughs> agreement last week.
0: Yeah, that was that was very convenient timing um, right before the march, and it was just very suspicious to me. And it just. It just had all of the, um, it just reeked of a, of a false flag to me. But, anyways, so we had that, and then we had Alex Jones on Friday, and a lot of people that, you know, have been trying to expose Pizzagate, um, have, were very disappointed in him, including myself. I was, when I first heard that he apologized to James Alphonis for their coverage on Pizzagate, uh, that I found it a little bit frustrating. However, I will say that, you know, I'm not mad at Alex Jones for what he did because James Alphontes threatened to sue him. And I know how these people operate, and I know how the Clinton Mafia operates. And publicly we know that James Alphontes threatened to sue Alex Jones unless he issued this, you know, apology. What we don't know is what happened behind closed doors. Now, these elites that are raping children... They're raping children. So they will stop at nothing to stop people who are trying to expose them. They will use any kind of form of intimidation, threats. They will hurt you. They will physically harm you. They will mess with you. They will kill people that you care about. They will go after your pet. And I know some of this from first hand experience. So, you know, was I disappointed that Alex Jones issued this apology? Yes, I was. But at the same point in time, I know there's also a lot more to the story. And so I it was very interesting Interesting that, you know, James Alessantis and the powers that be had the deadline for him issuing this apology that fall on the day before this march. And what they were doing is, as someone that works in the media and understands the media and also understands PR, that they were trying to set the stage to deflect from the Pizzagate march, okay, and to deflect from the actual Pizzagate itself and and, and the actual story and, and what's going on with that. So what they did is they had Alex Jones issue the apology, and everybody covered it. Everybody covered in the mainstream media and in the corrupt mainstream media that's basically an extension of the deep state and the left and, you know, Hillary Clinton, they all covered it. And, and they all, you know, and they all basically said that he said that he was sorry and, and you know, and it's been, every headline was debunked or at least the false, you know, conspiracy theory, the false claims, which is so frustrating because no one's debunked it, right? So there was a, huge concerted effort last week to try to deflect from the march and personally i think that this like operation that they that they constructed to deflect from the march it is only bringing more attention to Pizzagate and is only bringing more attention to Pedogate and it is only bringing more attention to sex trafficking because they're just saying Pizzagate, 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 it's been debunked, it's been debunked. Well, people are going, hmm, what is this Pizzagate? And they're getting curious and they're going online and they're Googling it and guess what? They're finding people like me and they're finding the Instagram pictures and they're going, wait a second, uh what the heck? Something is not right here. So I think it's having the opposite effect. Now, then we also had 60 Minutes last night, and Mike, um, Mike Cernovich, I think I'm saying his name right, you know, he's an author, a lawyer, a journalist, very pro-Trump, right. and he's huge following, you know, um, awesome guy, love his work. He went on 60 Minutes last night, and they try, 60 Minutes tried to do a whole, you know, segment on fake news, you know, trying to debunk stories like Pete the Gate. And they basically, and when I found out that he was gonna be in 60 Minutes, I'm like, oh no. Like, whenever a conservative goes on a show like that, they just try to make them look awful. I mean, that's that's just been happening for years. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, oh no, they're gonna set him up, and he's a really smart guy, but you know, it doesn't matter how smart you are, they can edit things however they want to make people look stupid, right? Well, what was so amazing is that he went on the show last night. And he does such a a fantastic job. Even with their editing, he actually got, you know, 60 minutes to admit that they take everything that Hillary Clinton says at face value or her campaign says because um, he was getting criticized for, you know, questioning whether or not she had Parkinson's. And he basically was like she had a seizure and, and fainted on video in public. Like, how could you not question that? And the interviewer was basically like, well, she doesn't have Parkinson's. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And he said, because she had pneumonia. And he goes, well, how do you know that? And he said, because the campaign told me. And he goes, you believe the campaign? And so 60 Minutes, you know, in their attempt to try to debunk, quote-unquote, fake news, admitted they're fake news. They admitted that they take what the Hillary Clinton campaign. Hillary Clinton's a pathological, she's a known, she's a confirmed pathological liar who's lied under oath, okay? She's been disbarred. For Christ's sake. I mean, they admitted that they take what she says at face value. So, you know, there's been a huge effort, you know, over the weekend to try to deflect from Pizza Gay, to to try to discredit people like David Seaman and Mike, and I think it's completely backfired and 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 all that's exactly. gonna, that's, that's gonna happen and it is happening is it's actually drawing more attention to Pizza gate, and people are like, hmm, what, what is going on with this? Like, who is this Alex Jones, and what's this gate? And they're going to start stumbling upon the truth. And and, I, e- e- and can't hide the you, truth forever. And,
1: and, and, you know, I thank you for carrying that banner of truth. Liz Corkin is our guest. Yeah. um. Won't, or Crokin, oh. I'm sorry, Yo, Joe. You I'm got sorry. me doing that, okay? Yeah, I'm, <sighs> I'm looking at your name. I'm sorry, Liz. Liz Crokin, C-R-O-K-I-N. My goodness,
2: And, Liz. What, what we're talking about—fake um, uh, news. And, I've only and, read it a hundred times too. And, yeah. and Pizzagate here. You know, uh, you, you just mentioned that the uh, you know Alex Jones story, the March, and and some of these things that are going on uh-huh. might be drawing more attention to it. Um, at the same time, since the you know since Trump was elected and um you know more media scandals and and c n n fake news from Trump Russia, mm-hmm. and whatever uh the scandal their scandal of the week is continued to, to be rolled out um, There are still a lot of people who want to get to the bottom of this want to see results and then you know we see what's going on with Twitter and YouTube. We see an increased amount of censorship um you know, specifically versus Islamic content. Uh, or anybody mm-hmm. who's talking about immigration and Islam to on Twitter, you get the shadow banning, the banning of the accounts of people talking about Pizzagate. Um, yeah. have you seen an increase in the censorship in the last 30 days? And where do you think that, uh, this fake news narrative, uh, in view with censorship, where do you think that th- they're taking us with this?
0: Um, yeah, well, I actually, I, I've done several investigative pieces on the cens- censorship before the election. So I you know, for and I actually, you can find those pieces on the the dot com. It's just observer dot com. Um but I I did you know, like at least two investigative pieces on this, probably more. Um some of them went viral, but there was one story I did where I talked about how social media, so you have Instagram, Facebook and Twitter were the venues that I focused on. And then I also talked about Google. I believe, I believe YouTube and Google, YouTube, and then Apple. Um, and I talked about how all of those companies were colluding with Hillary Clinton, including with the left, to try to get Hillary Clinton elected and to destroy Trump. And, you know, even Apple. So, for example, with Apple, what Apple was doing is the they were not approving Any kind of video games on on their apps that portrayed Hillary Clinton in a negative light, but they were approving games on their on their apps um, that portrayed Donald Trump horribly, including a game that depicted him as a large piece of feces. And and so you know, I, I talked. I've been talking about this for months, but to answer your question. I have, I thought things would get better with Trump getting in office. They would just kind of surrender and say, okay, well, we lost the election, like, oh, well, right? And they would hopefully go back to trying to be fair. Um, But you're right. uh, In the past 30 days, the the censorship has gotten much worse. And I, like, from my research and my experience, I don't want to make everything about PedoGate, okay, but I believe it's because of PedoGate, okay, and I believe it's because of Pizzagate. Um, th- what are they so afraid of? Like, what are they trying to cover up? Like, why are all of these people like so against Trump? And they there's so much vitriol for him, and they're trying so hard to stop him. Like, what are they covering for? Why did Hillary Clinton go out of her way to scrub hundreds and thousands of emails? And she lying on her oath about it. And she used bleach. But you know, she's got to be. Hiding something pretty nefarious To go to such great lengths And actually, you know, I was on Twitter the other day And there was, an, um, there was a report, actually from the Today Show But this was years ago When she was Secretary of State Talking about, um, as she served for as Secretary of State She squashed an investigation into child sex trafficking That was going on within the State Department So, she, you know, she has a lot to cover up And, you know, I think that the, censor, the censorship is gotten worse because these pedophile elites know that they're being cornered and they're kind of like rabid animals like lashing out like their their days are numbered and they know it and so they're just trying these last desperate attempts to um you know, to keep their their the the these like sinister activities they're doing um quiet and, and hidden but it's too late, it's too late for that, but the censorship has been worse than ever, I mean, I was on Twitter the other day and there was, there was this account that this, some girl is just going on and on about like, how raping kids is so great and how, I mean, it's absolutely disgusting and I posted about it on my Facebook page, I want to say three days ago, and like I posted a screenshot of all this pedophile tweets and I said, look Conservatives like myself get censored, get locked out for spreading positive information about Donald Trump and Twitter allows pedophiles to talk about and glorify and and brag about raping children. They allow this stuff to happen. I reported this account days ago and then I posted a picture of this person's tweet on my Facebook page it's still there and a lot of my followers like I can't believe this. this is disgusting and they couldn't believe that this account actually existed and they, they went themselves to look and guess what it's still there it's still there it's been reported for days and Jack's done absolutely nothing yep. about it so it, you're right it has gotten worse and it, it's disgusting and it's frightening but the good news is is that because they've gotten more aggressive more people are taking notes more people are seeing that this is really happening that you know that i'm not a conspiracy theorist you guys are conspiracy theorists like you know we're not just imagining this this is real um so that's that's the good news about it and that, that's the flip side of it is that you know um the more they try to silence people like the more awareness they're kind of bringing to what they're trying to silence. And they're also bringing more attention to people that they're silencing. You look at, like, Mike Cernovich now, like, his following, you know, increased drastically. They try to make him look like an idiot on 60 Minutes last night. It backfired. And they'll probably get, like, you know, a huge book deal tomorrow. And you look at Milo, you know, Milo, they've tried to destroy him, but he's, you know, every time he takes a hit, it ends up working out in, in his favor. So these evil people, they're losing, and they're going to continue to lose ultimately, and that's the good news.
1: I, I'm, I'll tell you something. We, we only have about two minutes left, a minute and a half before uh. we, we have to cut you loose at the top of the hour. Liz Croken is our guest. And, Liz, one of the first articles, or one of the m- more recent articles um, that you wrote, it actually was in June of last year, uh, which... Uh-huh my daughter forwarded to me and and i just want to urge everyone to to read this is what every sexual assault victim needs to know about hillary clinton uh, yeah. of course that was written before election day i thought that was uh phenomenal number one and then oh, your two you. most recent articles that appeared on town hall one uh trump sex trafficking and how it ties to russia mm-hmm. amazing work on that and, and i'm going to say thank, thank you, you for that um, and you're a, you're a class A journalist. You're you're and Liz is an award-winning author journalist. uh And, and uh, of and course, the book's titled Malice. Malice, yes. And I encourage yeah. everyone to yeah, that's available on Amazon, correct? Malice.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Okay. All right. And um, you, I'll give you the floor. You got thirty seconds, Liz, to close this out. <sighs>
0: Yeah, so I just, first of all, thanks so much, you guys, for having me on. And, you know, like I said during the interview, I just, I encourage people, like, um, follow me, follow people that are exposing uh, these horrible sex trafficking crimes that are going on. And I just, I know people get really frustrated and then they get depressed and they get sick over this stuff and they feel powerless, like like there's nothing that you can do. There is something you can do. You can talk about it. You can inform people. You can post it on your social media page. And you can also pray. You know, I do believe in the power of prayer, and you can pray for these children. You can pray that these evil monsters are torturing and raping children, um, get their justice. So, you know, don't give up hope. Continue to pray, and you can just continue to do whatever you can. It doesn't matter if you have two friends or 20,000 friends. If you inform one person about what's going on, you've made a difference in this world.
1: Liz Crokin, thank you so very much for joining us.
0: You're welcome.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, you guys, for having me on. We do hope you'll come back and join us again.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye, folks. That was Liz Crokin. She's an amazing woman. An amazing woman. She's a terrific woman, and I would urge everyone to follow her on social networking. And please, do, do do us a favor here at the Hagman and Hagman Studios. Please, on social networking, just say, hey, great interview on Hagman. Let's elevate her visibility, okay? Let's do that. Liz Crokin, C-R-O-K-I-N. Steve Quill, Tim Alberino, coming right up next. Don't go anywhere. Alright, you need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG, chargeable, is affordable, it's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces, it's durable, it's EMP-proof, and it's environmentally friendly, yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to greenovative.com. That's greennovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. Would you like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks, and Pro Flowers, and Casper Mattress, and some of the bigger companies out there? Would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program. Go to Hagman and Hagman.com or send an email to opportunities at Hagman and Hagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and Hagman and there's a link where you can you can you can. It's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link. And go ahead and read the benefits we have created for you. I think it's it's a fabulous opportunity.
4: plantations qualified accredited investors should go to precious timber or dial 855-888-6288 for more information call 855-888-6288 or visit precious this announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase offering made by prospectus only 855-888-6288 precious timber
1: Welcome to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Thanks so much for your belief and your trust in us, and thank you so much for uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel, whether you're listening to this on Global Star Radio or BTR. Thank you for following us on. BTR bookmarking Global Star Radio. Thanks for your support. We appreciate your support more than you know. In prayers, your financial support, your prayer support, your um, your friendship, your letters, your emails—we read them all. I read them all. In fact, this—I uh, was reading e- uh, e- emails and mail, letters. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, coming up, uh, two fantastic people, uh, my good friend, and I'm not afraid to say this, and I, and I mentioned uh, Steve Friday during the first half hour. Steve Quayle is a guy that uh, I know he's he's become my best friend. I would give him the shirt off my back, and he would give me the shirt off of his back. This man is is a man of character, integrity, and I would trust him. If he called me up and says, you know what, there, there there's a huge mothership over uh, – over my town, I, you know, I wouldn't even turn on the news. To I, I, I'm serious. That's how much I trust him. Um, in, in the story, and I know that those words are going to be typed out, transcribed, and posted on various websites all across the blogosphere by the detractors of of us both. Have at it. I'm proud of it. Before we get to Steve, and of course, Mr. Tim Alberino, equally, I shares equally in my admiration. I want to ask you, if you're the person that's hiring, in charge of hiring for your business, I've got a solution for you, something that we have used. We love this service, ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. We love this service. If you're in charge of hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, posting your job in one place is not enough to find the top quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all, and I mean all of the job sites, and now you can. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Well, ZipRecruiter.com. There you can post your job to up to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one single click. You can find candidates in any city or in, in any industry nationwide just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into zip ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface it is easy super easy i love it i love the way they have it organized there's no more juggling of emails or calls to your office you can quickly screen candidates rate them and hire the right person quickly find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses right now we've got a special for you if you're listening to this broadcast our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time to try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. So I'm going to kick it over to you to bring Mr. Timothy Alberino and Steve Quayle on Steve Quayle, Stevequayle.com and Gen 6 Productions and Tim Alberino. And I'm going to kick it over to you. I'm going to stop talking. Make my mom stop talking. Make it stop. Make it
2: stop. Go ahead. Well, we have both of our, our guests. Uh, with us right now and, uh, Steve, I'm gonna bring you on first. Welcome back to the show and, uh, you can bring Tim
5: on. Well, thank you, and we're really excited to be with you guys. Uh, uh, we're just, Doug and Joe and everyone, about 30 days away from uh, launching the third DVD, True Legends, The, Holocaust, the well, actually it's just called Holocaust of Giants. I'm going to share with you in this first hour, Tim will be with the first hour, and then I'll take the second hour, because he's been tied up all day in the editing suite with our sound guys. I think that what we've tried to do is give everyone the most, I would say there's a visually exciting presentation of a subject matter, obviously the Holocaust of Giants, I'll put the on there, but it's just called Holocaust of Giants, that we've tracked all over the world and are continuing to track. And you know, Joe and Doug, one of the questions I get all the time, well, what does this have to do with salvation? Well, first of all, people in spiritual warfare don't understand the entities that they're dealing against. Now, those who are seasoned in the deliverance ministry, do but since the gates of hell have opened, and if anybody wants to challenge that in a historic sentence, there ain't any. There has never been what we're seeing now at this point in history over the last two thousand years, and what's getting ready to happen is going to take God's people by surprise. You know, the thing is, is that Jesus said, "Surely the well." He he basically the scripture said, uh, "God will do nothing except He reveals." his secrets to his servants, the prophets. But Jesus went on to say that, See that ye be not deceived. Even if you go to the front lines of, and this is the introduction for Tim, if you go to the front lines and headlines of Drudge, ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing uh, Elon Musk talking about his artificial brain, and literally, uh, if you will, brain impregnation with uh, uh, artificial devices to basically control human behavior, and this is a guy that's worried about an AI apocalypse, so what we're doing is we're showing by the grace of God that there's nothing new under the sun. And Doug and and Joe and everyone listening, it would have been impossible. And I can tell you this from, you know, writing about this stuff, and, and I would say in a preemptory way, in a visionary way, by the grace of God. A man has nothing except you receive it from above. That is my central, uh, if you will, uh, statement of total reliance on Jesus. So I want people to understand this. when when you walk with the Lord, and and actually in my case, walk, stumble, fall, trip, um, bounce off walls, but the point is, each time the Lord pulls you up, when he starts a man out on a quest and gives him a calling, a journey, an anointing, and a purpose, you know, the People that have none of those are at a great disadvantage because all they can rely on is their feelings. Now, it's interesting, when Tim and I got together, and obviously as his, uh, uh, he's developed into an amazing, that's not flattery, but editor, the guy feels the stuff, but more importantly, uh, you know, he, when, when he's in the editing suite and when we're talking or we're filming on camera and the lines are being written for... Uh, this documentary, it, it you can't get away uh, from the things that the Lord is doing, the Lord Jesus Christ is doing, to give everybody a chance to be prepared before the great deception that's above, uh, you know, upon us. So, uh, Tim, let's just talk a little bit, and I'll turn it over to you right now about kind of where we're at in the movie and some of the things that you know have been astonishing to you as a hand of the Lord. And I will tell you this, Doug. I'll tell you. This this, Joe, and I'll tell everyone listening, as many uh, rave reviews and people have loved number two all over the world, this thing, to use a baseball term, okay, even I know what this is, this thing not only knocks it out of the park, it knocks it out of the city that the, uh, you know, baseball stadium is located in. Go ahead, Tim.
3: Well, good evening, and thank you for that introduction, Steve. Um, We are... In the in the final stages of post-production And we're at the uh, latter end of the editing process here for this film So um, we're obviously very excited about it We've been working very hard on it It is, in my opinion, the best film we've made yet And there is explosive content in this film We're not going to get into too much detail uh, yet Because uh, in about a month from now We're going to be releasing the film so, uh, and at that time, we want to disclose more of what's in it. But there is information in this film that, that people have never seen. And I know a lot of people go around saying that about uh, their projects and their books or whatever they're doing, but th- that's really the truth with this film. It brings together, um, some groundbreaking research that, uh, Tom Horn has been doing over at Skywatch TV and his crew, and that Steve and I have been doing over here at Gen 6 Productions. And, um, we again we put a lot of time and effort into this film to lay out the content in a way that uh, that unlocks some of the mystery of the giants not only the giants that once walked the uh, the americas but also um the giants from the middle east the rephaim and the connection between the activity of the giants over here the anasazi that disappeared mysteriously from the face of the earth. Uh, Tom Horn, for the last several years, have, has been doing amazing work. Um, really, um, really has been paving a new way in terms of the understanding of the mysterious disappearance of the Anasazi, and uh, demonstrating that the the, uh, the conventional narrative concerning the Anasazi is unequivocally false. And that something much more gruesome and intriguing occurred in the desert southwest uh, uh, hundreds of years ago, possibly thousands of years ago. So we pick up the trail. Literally, we pick up the trail of the Anasazi. Steve and I, with Tom Horn, um, in the desert southwest, and we take you from the desert southwest all the way back to um, back to the, the neighborhood of Rome, uh, just off the uh, the western coast of Rome. Uh, on the island of Sardinia very, very enigmatic place very mysterious place very few people have um, have done any kind of meaningful research on the island and um, it's really explosive content what we uncover and the pieces uh, that have come to pl- into place that have fallen into place uh, throughout the process of, of uh, making this film and this film has been by the way, this film We've been making this film for three years. Um, with Sardinia was actually the very first place that we went when we began to, uh, before we even launched the True Legend series, we went to Sardinia on a preliminary trip just to do some research, some investigative work, and uh we had a uh, a contact a a person who who contacted us and told us that we really need to go to the island of Sardinia and so we went some 3 3 years ago about and um it the, what we discovered there was 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 so intriguing that when we came back to the United States we decided we have to go back but we can't go back to Sardinia to film for the for the series until uh, until we are we're prepared until we have the right equipment and and until we can do it right so we've waited we've it's this the the content that we have from Sardinia it's been like a, a card that we've been holding close to our chest we haven't been talking about it much we've have we've had some very interesting material for a couple of years and uh, we've been holding it and uh, we decided that the time has come to to deal with Sardinia and uh, i think that uh, i'm absolutely amazed sitting back just just not only as the director of the film and editing it, but also just sitting back as a spectator, watching this thing come together, watching the research that Tom Horn did in the desert Southwest with the Anasazi, how it how it fits, how it flows so perfectly into the narrative, into the larger narrative, which includes Sardinia, which includes the the Rephaim, the tribes of of giants from the uh, um, that uh, uh, were inhabiting the Promised Land and then driven out by Joshua and and, and the armies of Israel and uh, there's some fascinating uh, correlations i believe and and i think i can say this quite confi- confidently that that we make some connections here uh that i think have slipped past even even the mainstream historians and archaeologists and um and this is, this is real investigative work. This is real ground level research. We're not just sitting behind computers and, and, and researching things. We're actually going to these places. We're interviewing people. We're uncovering things. We're putting the pieces together ourselves. Um, and I, I'm confident that, uh, when we release this film, uh, it's going to answer some of the more, it's going to answer some of the more difficult questions. Again, concerning the Raphaim concerning the the um the migration of the giants, as John Wesley Paul, who's the director of the Smithsonian, termed it back in the early um back in the uh, uh, late eighteen hundreds uh, John Wesley Powell uh, said that basically that uh, the giants yes the giants exist there's there's no denying that the giants exist but but we don't want to talk about the giants in America by the way uh, he was actually referring to something concerning specifically concerning the Grand Canyon he said we don't want to talk about the giants until we can determine where they've come from the migration of the giants who this people is where they come from well Um, Again, I think we've put the pieces into place And I think we can answer that question definitively And we do in our film And it's going to surprise It's it's going to surprise people The answer to some of these questions But we talk about all kinds of things in this film Again, we'll we'll go into greater detail A little bit further down the line But um, it's jam-packed Just like episode two was With all kinds of information The film kind of takes little rabbit trails here and there But always comes back to the primary narrative Um, And... um, so this is a really exciting time for me because it's the culmination of a whole lot of work. Uh uh S- Steve and I just got done uh recording lines and filming the final parts of this thing and it's it's it uh, takes a lot of effort to put these films together, a lot of energy, a lot of man hours, a lot of time um in the field, editing, doing sound stuff. Um and so it's it's been quite a ride and and we are we're at the end of the process and um we are Looking forward to, to releasing this explosive film in, in early May.
5: Well Doug, one of the things I'd like to bring up is this, is that, you know, I, what I, I've spent most of my life, I'm, you know, people know my age, so I won't say it again, but, uh, you know, this August I turned 66. Uh, I'm not super thrilled with that, so I'm trying, it's not just the age limit, here's here's what we're trying to do. Number one, I'm going to say this, and if anybody doubts it after the evidence we presented in this video, we're not recording history, we're rewriting history from the biblical truth perspective, from the obvious perspective. If we're showing the greatest cover up and cover over of history and the reason why all this stuff is important, you know, I read some of the cynics and some of the, uh, you know, hyenas and jackals writings. And it's interesting because someone will say, well, I think I, I, I know this, you know, look, that can't be blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is that we've done our homework. We've got, for instance, uh, uh, Native American elders and I'll, I'll wit your whistle with this that are absolutely, uh, Capable of uh, uh, utilizing their knowledge to open stargates. Now, if people don't get the stargate, another word for star is angel. An angel and star, obviously, in the New Testament, messenger, and and in the Old Testament, uh, you know, uh, the seven stars that Jesus spoke up. Excuse me, in the New Testament, in the Book of Revelation, of the seven angels, but the. Traditions of the ancients were that stars were the abode of the angels. now there's a lot of quirk excuse me quirky stuff going on. I saw one presentation that said that you know the fallen angels are bound in the Antarctic. Well, not all of the fallen angels are bound. I think it's interesting because in the Book of Hebrews we're told that we we come before an innumerable, uh, if you will, a cloud of angels and also witnesses. And that if Jesus could have called ten thousand angels, I'm sure it was more than two hundred that fell. Was Satan Lucifer, who became Satan, meaning adversary? You know the people that don't want to believe this stuff are the ones that basically say to me or say to Tim, well, it's not relevant. It couldn't be more relevant. The the tree is known by the fruit it bears, and the cannibalism right now that's feeding the headlines and feeding on humans, whether it's sacrificial abortion, whether it's a sacrificial uh, pedophiles uh, uh, doing such horrible things that it makes you want to vomit to little children and all of the abuse that's going on, one of the world's religions, the biggest world's, uh, one of the top three, Islam saying, a certain sex saying it's okay to eat your uh, enemies as long as they're not Muslims, that's been carried out in Syria, so what's interesting, you cannot separate, and I'm telling people this because it's critical, one time I asked the Lord, I've, I've gone on record as saying this, and look, I was called to do this, if you can't handle it, you know, go before the Lord in prayer and telling me he made a mistake and calling me to, to bring these truths to the public, but the point is, is that you cannot separate the root of evil from the fruit of evil, and we're experiencing the fruit of evil on an unimaginable level, so much so that the Bible specifically says in the New Testament if the days weren't shortened for the elect's sake, there would be no flesh left alive. I'm astonished Doug as as you know Tim and I do our investigations and by the way we've already been presented with probably one of the most mind-blowing opportunities for the next DVD and here's the thing when 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 I met with a certain individual, he asked me what it would take to do these, uh, do eight of these, you know, DVDs, and so far uh, we're done with three, ready to offer everybody uh, the end of the month of April, but I think what's important for people to understand is we're up against, and look, here's how God's in it, the scripture says, despise not the day of small beginnings, we're in this thing because of the grace of uh, primarily two people, you know, that, that start us out, uh, Cam and Jan, God bless you, weren't it because Gary Haven saw what we were doing and helped us out on the second one, but these things cost a quarter of a million bucks, and that's hard dollars, and by the way, I don't take a cent out of that. Tim and uh, uh, Carlos, and we pay our, our um, oh, what do you call it, cinematographers, our sound guys, we pay our pilots. we got to pay for all this stuff, and some of the places are so obscure that there's no way to cover 300 square miles in a day except by air. There's no way to see the uh, geo-positioning of some of these different Kivas in the desert southwest or in Sardinia. And, you know, I told Tim, I said, Tim, I, you include the picture of the, uh, Vatican chopper when you guys were in Sardinia, which by the way he did. Thank you, Tim, because it's it's a, you know when they were there, I think uh, what two years ago initially, or sorry, two years ago to film the majority of what you're going to see in episode three, they had the creepy little guys in their uh, kind of like if you will, a Raiders of the Lost Art sort of people following him. There's no way, ladies and gentlemen, that these things could come out outside of the grace of God. So I want to thank everybody. Doug, and we're going to get into the conference in a minute, but I want to thank everybody who has prayed for us who's prayed for Tim's safety, who's prayed for my safety, those of you who buy the DVDs, those of you who download them on Vimeo, those who do this, that's how we make the the uh, ability, that's how we have the ability to make these things. Now, look, this is critical. James Cameron has launched the greatest search for Atlantis. I know the New Agers are claiming, point blank, that Antarctica is Atlantis. I can tell you this, from the people I know in the intelligence community, over the last uh, 25 years in the military, uh, in the scientists who are coming to the point in their life where they want to clear the air. Antarctica is not Atlantis. But saying that, the mysteries of the Antarctic are so profoundly pertinent to our day that that's what all this stuff is. Now I know that there are people that argue with me and there are no giants, blah 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 but the man with the experience, the people with the evidence, well, this is why we we uh, produce these videos, DVDs and I write the books I write and, and, and produce them is to basically allow people prayerfully, if you're people of God, to, to discern what's right and what's wrong And also, to fill in the blanks from history, one of the most pressing issues is, why did God tell the children of Israel when they went into the land of Canaan to kill every man, woman, and child? Now, I've heard, Doug, you've heard this too, and I think you said, well, I didn't know, meaning you, Doug, didn't know that until you heard it, but it's because they were not human beings. They were not the descendants of Adam and Eve. They were something else. They were a hybrid. They were a composite. When you see the Sardinian figures of the Naragi, that's what they call them, They're Naragi, and and you see their eyes, you see the disproportionate, uh, uh, if you will, features on their faces, you know you're dealing with something else, just like uh, L.A. Marzulli's, the skulls. These skulls aren't flat-boarded. Good and nice. Some of these skulls, and and Tim, when we did the uh, first True Legends, we quoted a lot of the Spanish conquistadors, some of the Uh, manuscripts, listen, when some of those manuscripts uh, are dumped into Tim's lap by those who are museum curators and stuff, some of these suckers haven't been open for four or five hundred years. I'm saying suckers, meaning old manuscripts, okay? Slang, I apologize for that. But who can you say is behind that, except, I would say this, the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord is upon this. And what it's doing, and Doug, right now on, on uh, as we're on the show with you tonight, on your show, I'm getting emails saying, thank you, thank you for helping me to understand the passages of Scripture, or why God would do that. Well, see, everything that that God does has a purpose, yet the purpose of God is always trying to be manipulated, frustrated, intervened against, warred against, or uh, every other word that you could have as a synonym against the revelation of the living God. I just posted a story about my website, that a Muslim female teacher gets up in class and denies the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the Christian kid, God bless him, whoever he is, stands up, and he gets expelled. Hello, what's wrong with that? I think it was in Florida. The point being is this, is God's people are going to know the truth. What they do with the truth then becomes their responsibility. So we are excited, and I listen, true legends, the the unfolding of the ancient mysteries. I want to say this again. You can call it bragging. You can call it boasting. I'm declaring it as work. word. It will rewrite history. And I'll also make you another statement. Watch and see. You watch after we release this video what happens in the world of archaeology of ancient astronomy, of global, uh, if you will, global planetary physics, the whole situation of the world, everything that's been denied, let's take Mars, for instance, everything that's been denied over Mars, yet Tim is in Tiwanaco, and, and uh, he's in uh, Peru and Bolivia, and we see the very language that the late David Flynn uh, described. It was David Flynn that first figured out, God bless, him, and I wish he were here still, I wish he were here, I can't, you know, bring him back, but God chose to take him at the time, but the the language of, of, of the Tiwanaku and matching Mars, and, and somebody said, well, how can that be, how can you make that statement simple, and we're going to prove it, and you're going to know it, but even before we prove it, whether, you know, Elon Musk, I'm only using him because every day he's announcing something that most people wouldn't have believed 20 years ago, would you agree? with that, Doug?
1: One hundred percent, Steve. And, and let's hold it right there, my brother, because we're up against the bottom of the hour. You, that, yeah, you're exactly right. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and that
2: Elon Musk article right on Drudge. Uh, Elon Musk launches neutri- uh, Neuralink to connect brains with computers, and you know they they uh, package it as this is uh, his answer to combat AI is to become part of the AI. Just completely insane, folks. We're talking with Steve Quill from Steve Quill
1: com and Tim Alberino, uh, truelegendstheseries.com, uh, dot com where you can get the DVD g- at least get uh, two's t- up there now it's been up there right just to be sure just to be clear at true Le- true legends right uh,
3: episode two is available yep
1: okay I-, I just want okay all right still and still number earns one, one as well all right true and uh,
2: Steve and Tim will be with us in the next segment so don't go anywhere you're listening to this edition of the Hagman Report.
7: We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% of our must-have American Heritage Armies Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys Kit at www.ChangeWithTheWoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
1: To this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report, a very special guest, Mr. Steve Quayle, stevequayle dot com, Tim Elberino, TrueLegendsTheSeries.com dot com. Two fantastic men and folks. If you haven't done so already, go to TrueLegendsTheSeries.com dot com. The DVDs are fantastic. I mean, it's Hollywood production. True Legends, Episode Two: The Unholy Sea. True Legends Episode One, Technology of the Fallen. And uh it's just fantastic. Uh well worth every penny indeed. Want to mention portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by Healthmasters. Healthmasters.com. We take the ultimate multiple, we take the cortisol buster, the uh, purple sticks, vitamins, all the nutritional supplements out there, Healthmasters.com. They've got daily specials. They've got numerous protocols, whether you've got a problem with your joints, you've got problems with your blood sugar, perhaps, you've got problems with your immune system, you've got arthritis, any number of things. They've got protocols, uh, nutritional supplement protocols to help you. They do help healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. At the very least, if you are taking multiple multiple, multiple supplements or uh, daily supplements, that is, you cannot find any better one than at healthmasters.com their ultimate multiple is rated at least in our book number one above far above any on the market today that's healthmasters.com healthmasters.com and in the notation make sure you just type in hagman and uh they'll get the message and uh you'll 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 see they'll they'll do some really great things for you that's healthmasters.com steve gonna kick it over you sir go ahead
5: well, you know, I, I think it's important, Doug, that I think that God has everything that's time-sensitive. I'm going to ask Tim to uh, share a little bit about Anselm and what he and Anselm will be talking about at the True Legends conference we're having in Branson, Missouri, September 15th and 17th. And I know it almost sounds uh uh amazing to people that we would be doing this so quickly, but I think as God in his foreknowledge, understanding, and in always letting his people know ahead of time what's going on. He's brought together, and this was something that was really laid on my heart. I believe he's brought together the most uh, uh, concise group of researchers, writers and field guys. Now Tim is a field guy and, and I teased him because I said, guess what Tim it looks like you're going back to the jungles he just laughed and then I think of his story, someday I want you to get, hey Doug, I want you to interview Tim on his life in the jungle and uh, just the typical menu of the jungle. I would sit there and I would go, brother I'm, a, I'm, I'm amazed at what you eight didn't eat you but anyway it's another story but when you're in the jungle I can't tip off everything you know me I want to share with people I want to just get them so excited but our true legends of conference is really going to be critical because Timothy Albarino is going to be there. Anselm P. Romble is going to be there. He's the gentleman that uh, you see that's really cool. I told Tim, I said, tell him that I think he's, he's the coolest looking guy in the world next to the Dozecki beer guy, you know, the most interesting man in the world. But in his own realm, he's probably one of the most famous explorer archaeologists that there is. So, Tim, I want to share it over. You know, let me just say this. L.A. Marzulli is going to be there. Tom Horn's gonna be there, I'm gonna be there, Timothy Alberino, Michael Lake, Derek Gilbert, and David Langford. After all the intensity that's going to be during uh, Friday and Saturday, and it's gonna be intense, it's gonna be more of a teaching our I promise you, you will be seeing stuff on our large screen panel TV and trying to get, you know, guys to put together, I don't know, a twelve foot high by thirty foot wide multi paneled TV so that you can get the full effect of a lot of this research. You're to see stuff there that is going to blow your mind you're going to hear from Anselm so Tim go ahead and share kind of how uh, you know how you and Anselm met this is a cool story this is one of those things where people need to you know understand this go ahead if you would
3: well, those of you who have seen the second installment of our True Legend series, The Unholy Sea, are familiar with Anselm P. Ramla Anselm P. Ramla is a world-renowned explorer. He's an explorer of the first class, and uh, his team... Um, is, uh, made up of archaeologists and, and scientists from different, uh, from different disciplines. And so, um, they, th- these aren't a group, his company, by the way, is called Boak Roos. His, uh, his explorers society that he operates is called Boak Roos. That name comes from the boat, the ship that he started off on, him and his crew. And so, uh, the guy really is one of the most interesting men, certainly that I've ever met. And, um, he's been deep into the jungle, up into the mountains of the Himalayas with the uh, Tibetans. He's been all over the earth, uh, has done a lot of uh, research in, um, in Peru. He's actually done a, a great deal of research in Peru. In fact, I don't know of anyone who's done more, uh, more, I keep using the word groundbreaking, but that's the word that comes to mind. Groundbreaking, literally groundbreaking in his case, because he, they did archaeological digs. He assembled a team, uh, his own guys, by the way, he's Spanish, his team is Spanish, they're from Spain, Barcelona, the Barcelona area. And, uh, they actually did excavations in, in the Cusco region. And, and what makes their excavation so unique, uh, and so powerful is that the results that, that they uncovered, what they found in Cusco absolutely and unequivocally debunks the standard narrative uh concerning the inca that the inca built uh, the the megaliths in cusco and concerning um, the uh, different ancient cultures in cusco and the timelines and so forth their information that, that what they uncovered absolutely debunks it i mean once and for all it really does and it debunks it in, in on a scientific platform um, these are excavations. These are guys using ground-penetrating radar. These are guys working with the Ministry of Culture inside of Peru uh, and and with other governments around the world. Anson P. Rambla personally uh, took the, the king and queen of Spain on a guided tour through uh, the in uh in, in Cusco. And uh, this is a really dynamic year for Gen 6 Productions. I mean, we're about to release the third installment in our True Legends series, which is going to be the best. Uh, of all three of them, um, so far, and we we're going to Cusco on our on our expedition and seminar in uh, June, and Anselm Pirambla will be with us, and and uh, we're going to get the, the first hand experience from Anselm up there, and uh, uh, he's going to take us around to some of these areas that he actually where he actually excavated and 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 uncovered some of these astounding things that were by the way swept under the rug. I mean, immediately they were swept under the rug. They tried to for those of you who haven't seen. Um, uh, the Unholy Sea, the second installment of the True Legend series. Uh, Anselm P. Romba discovered all of this amazing stuff. He proved that the Shinkana, the famous Shinkana, the underground, um, the underground world that exists beneath the Andes Mountains was not a myth. It was absolutely tr- real. It was a true story. It was a true legend. Uh, he proved it scientifically. And he saw it with his own eyes, and uh, and then he came back later and proved it uh, with a with a team of scientists. Um, but after after uncovering all of this amazing information, really setting the record straight in Peru concerning the ancient civilizations and so forth, the the uh, Shinkana and and uh, and other things concerning the Inca, rather than rather than commending. Rather than extolling his work and publishing it and making sure it was widely disseminated, um, they 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 absolutely turned on him. The press, one of the largest newspapers uh, in Peru, the, the the El Comercio, came out and and vilified him and his team uh, after they discovered the Shinkan, after they proved the existence of the Shinkan. The press came out and vilified him and said they were they were little more than treasure hunters and that uh they were they were going to put the structural integrity of the church that they were doing excavations in in jeopardy and so forth and so on uh just demeaning him and his team making them look like scoundrels um treasure hunters um and, and in fact it was so bad that Anselm had to go before the congress in Peru and present his findings and and at the end of the day they just swept it all right under the rug and in the midst of producing the last film, editing the last film, The Unholy Sea, uh, while we were researching the Shinkan, and I had been to Cusco myself, um, I came across Anselm's work. You can't come, you can't find it unless you speak Spanish. I mean, there's some stuff in English, but the majority of it is in Spanish, is in Spanish. So I was reading some, some Spanish uh, articles, and, and one thing led to another online, and I found myself on Anselm P. Rambla's webpage, and I'm reading this uh, inc- incredible uh, the, the documentation of the of the investigative research that he had conducted in Cusco, and I thought, why in the world doesn't anyone know about this? This is absolutely astounding information that that confirms uh, the kind of uh, material that Steve and I were putting for, forth in the film, and that's what's so incredible about Anselm's work. It absolutely uh, confirms uh, our thesis. And it scientifically confirms our thesis. And Anselm Pirambla was, uh, I was talking with him the other day, uh, we were talking on the phone, and uh, he was expressing his excitement with the upcoming, um, the upcoming Peru trip, but especially the conference that's coming in September. He was uh, extremely ecstatic about the conference because Anselm told me that he has been holding information um some information that 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 he and his team have discovered they have been holding it back they have not published it and they have been waiting for the right moment they've been sitting back they've been conferring amongst themselves and deciding when would be the best time where would be the best place to release uh, this this um this what he called the most important uh, aspect of, of his research over the last many years that he's been uh uh exploring all over the world and he decided um, that that our conference, the True Legends conference, would be the venue. That he would uh, release this information. He said. He said, Tim, we have never published this before. This is um, this information is is um, is going to uh, just as Steve said, it's going to rewrite. History in terms of the dating of certain things and so on and so forth. I don't want to give, uh, I don't want to give thing, I don't want to give too much away because he's, he's he's being trying to be very careful. He wants to make it a an explosive surprise and and um, so he's very excited and we're very excited um, for what Ansem's going to be presenting. And again, this is scientific information this is, this isn't a guy that just goes around speculating um, he has the team he's put the he has assembled the team and, and, and this team has gone all over the world and again within his team you have archaeologists you have scientists of different disciplines you have people who operate ground uh, penetrating radar um, that are um, that are on the cutting edge of that kind of technology. And he rubbed shoulders with the king and queen of Spain and with other people, uh, high-profile people around the world and even in the United States and other places. And uh, so, um, uh, you know, when I first spoke with Anselm uh, over a year ago when I was when we were doing our, our, our The Unholy Sea, when I was editing The Unholy Sea, I had a feeling, I knew, I could sense that our material, what we were doing uh, in terms of our research, our respective research was converging. That here was a guy who was who has been out there for years doing these investigations, and then he, here we are doing our True Legend series, and that and that our information and our research was converging, which is which is it's it's, it's extremely exhilarating because that's also the case with with Tom Horn. And so you have all of this research that's been going on behind the scenes with Gen 6 Productions, with, with Tom Horn and Skywatch TV, and with Anselm P. Romblum and his team of explorers all converging and literally converging in September in Branson, Missouri. Um, and this is, uh, this is going to be a very unique conference. Um, it's going to be a, a true legends conference. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to have the atmosphere. Um, And obviously the topic, the subject matter Is going to be very true legends oriented Um, And so, um, like I said This is a very dynamic year for Gen 6 Productions Uh, Things are just um, accelerating um, Snowballing for us
1: where, where, Where can people sign up right now for that conference Or get information on that conference?
3: uh people can go to uh gen6conferences.com that's g e n s i x and then the word conferences.com gen6conferences.com they can register right now the website's up uh, we got a lot of people registering i mean this thing's going to fill out really really fast so if if you're thinking about going um, go to gen6conferences.com register um, and um it's uh It's, this is, uh, this is going to be, um, a conference in which we put together some presentations that absolutely fill in the gaps in the narrative. This, this narrative that's been going on for a while now concerning the Nephilim, concerning, you know, the giants and all this kind of stuff, um, the dating of things, the pre Adamic world. Um, the Tower of Babel. All kinds of, of, of all of these themes are converging, and um, that's what that's that's the specialty. That you know they would. They, you got Steve with his specialty. Tom, uh, Derek Gilbert, myself, Anson P. Ramla, um, and uh, uh, Dr. Michael Lake, and uh, all converging uh, with this research behind us, and. And what's so amazing is that it, it all of our research, when you put it together, you really get a uh, a well organized and extremely informative let's call it a briefing all the way from the pre-Adamic world into modern times. And so uh, again, we're we're just really looking forward forward to it. This is a very dynamic year for Gen 6 Productions. We're, we are full steam ahead. And, uh, and I think we're making a lot of waves. By the way, for those of you who are wondering, my YouTube cha- channel has been excised from the internet. It's, and it's no longer, it's gone. They took it down with no explanation whatsoever. I had a YouTube channel called Timothy and Lots of people are emailing me, asking me about it. Why did I take it down? I didn't take it down. Google took it down for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, there were no copyright violations. I was in good standing with Google. I was all green lights with Google, and then suddenly overnight they just take it down off the internet. Um, and I tried to appeal and the only thing that uh, they tell me is that I somehow i I, uh, I breached their their uh, community guidelines or some some nonsense. so um, that's what happened they They just took the, took the uh, took the channel down so.
5: And, and I want to say something about that. Ladies and gentlemen, in the world of uh, this kind of stuff, and the world of fallen angels, I think you've got to get over the understanding that somehow these are little cherubs that sit on a mantelpiece. These are the most powerful creatures that were created by God. The angels, all of them were created by God. I believe I have the understanding of that. Out of the fire, God created the angels, both good and bad. Before the uh, They were all created good until iniquity was found in Lucifer, and he led the rebellion of one-third of the angels of heaven. But it's interesting, because God, the Lord God, formed man out of the dust of the earth. But the difference between the angels, and I, I only have a limited understanding of this, Doug, but we were creating the image and likeness of God, and since Eden forward, the devil's number one prime directive has been to destroy that image and likeness, I believe, when Tim's channel got taken down, the very people we write about were behind it, okay? And I believe that it, and it's so hard for people to understand. When Henry Groover, and that video will be posted pretty soon, when Henry was in Bozeman, this has to do with the True Legends Conference and everything we do, God had supernaturally translated, He, and I believe it was, what, Tim, four of the other intercessors to yeah, Rome. Three. And three, okay, and uh, three, and he was four, excuse yep. me, and so the deal is, is that we got him on, you know, high-def TV, and pray for him, because he's an amazing guy, he's over in the Orient again, and no man has ever paid the price of that man that I know of on the Earth, uh, you know, having, you know, almost close to a dozen kids, and a wife, and and they have fought the good fight of faith and everything, but he was translated, I mean, as supernatural Translated to Rome, and God had him buying two, uh, you know, fallen angels that had held up the apostolic and the prophetic ministries for 2,000 years. And when he talked about the giant chains coming down from heaven, now let me fast forward, okay? Uh, in 2005, I was told by multiple four star generals and given the same exact description of what the fallen angels look like. If you want to go to Genesis6Giants.com and go into the illustrations, look at the angels with the giant chains. And the angels, the fallen angels, under the streets of Rome. Guess where all of our problems have come from? Under the streets of Rome, above the streets of Rome, and in the air, uh, you know, with people who have been sent by Rome. But the point that's interesting and very important is uh, Henry commanded, the fallen angels looked up at him when he was coming down a giant circular staircase and said, uh, you're not, what are you doing here? And you're not supposed to be here. And Henry declares a spirit the Lord came upon him, and he rebuked them, and giant chains from heaven came down and literally encircled them, okay? And then they disappeared. And every man that had been translated to Rome had the same identical vision representation all over the world. These people came from different places to Rome, translated by the Holy Ghost. Now, Doug, I'll tell you this. My guess is 90% of the Christians won't believe that, okay? Okay? Now, I I pray it's more, but that's my guess, okay? So this fallen angel thing is a big deal, because when people finally get this, and this is the revelation, for this purpose was a son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. We have no clue outside of the grace of God through revelation of the Holy Spirit, we have no clue the battle that's being fought, the battle that was fought and is fought daily for our that God Himself, through the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the blood of the Lamb, delivered us from. And the people on earth, hear me, you skeptics. Hear me, you scorners. Hear me, you atheists. Hear me, you agnostics. You are going to fall hook, line, and sinker for the alien gods created you myth, unless you repent. And boy, I tell you what, the electricity's flown through my body on that one. So here's the deal, Doug. The True Legends Conference is one of... the It's going to be one of a kind. It's not like, and I'm not knocking anybody's conferences, and I believe this is Tom's last speaking at a conference. Uh, I had to drag him, and uh, fortunately I didn't have to drag him too far, just across half the United States to see how cool this conference is going to be. And the thing is, is that L.A. Marzulli will be talking. See, Tim L.A. and Anselm are all basically, uh, and I would say this is a good statement, they're all in South America, Peru, the navel of civilization. Then you've got myself, Tom Horn. We're going to be dealing with everything from Stargates, uh, cannibalism, the, the whole thing that we deal with. And then Derek Gilbert is going to be talking about, uh, in his Inception book, he's going to be talking about about the clash of the titans uh the olympians you know that where do all these myths and legends come from and then dr michael lake is going to talk about the sumerians the shinar directive then tim and anselm obviously and i don't know the order yet we're praying about the order but uh tom horn will be speaking friday night i'm going to speak saturday night because i'm going to be taking a from where we go from here and fortunately, believe it or not I hadn't read Derek Gilbert's great book, and it is great until, you know, just he let me have a PDF copy, which, you know I, 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 that was blessed to have it but it's like, he did what I would have done in the pre-Adamic stage, and I'm going to be dealing with where we go from here, I'm going to be dealing with uh, uh, the whole issue of Mars, astral catastrophism genetic engineering, CRISPR technology, and see, this is what, Doug, here's the here's the bottom line for everybody. Do you understand if you don't pray that this isn't fear porn, this isn't fear mongering. You are seeing in the headlines on Drudge, of which, what, 25-30 million people a day go to multiple times a day? The very end of humanity and mankind being scripted out before you. It's not a scientific uh, science fiction movie. This is the plan. God is in his mercy, God in his anointing, God in his appointing, is absolutely sharing with his people what is coming. So when I hear, well, I don't think that's very important at all. You're right. You don't think. I'm sorry. Somebody says, that's arrogant. No, it isn't. It's determined to save as many people as possible as God will allow. Tim's audience, my audience, our audience, and ladies and gentlemen, when you get, and by the way, Tim wasn't just knocked off YouTube. He was forbidden forever being on there again that i hope everybody understands yes. that yeah, and, yeah, and this came real. out of yeah it's this came real. out of nowhere so you know, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Go to seriously go to gen six conferences dot com and register because again, you can. We got special rates for hotels and and you know, believe it or not, this thing is is uh, is really filling up fast. I think we're at probably close to a third of our uh, people, and it's we want to get everybody the uh, you know best rates on rooms. Everything's really close in Branson, you know, and uh, I think that. Uh, the, what we have set up, and here's the other thing: this isn't finally set in stone yet. But I want to give everybody a chance with their questions. They'll be moderated. You'll have to write them out and send them, and somebody will read the questions. When Dr. Michael Lake is speaking, you can direct your questions to him. That way, you don't have to wait until the end of the seminar. This is more of a teaching hour. When Tim is speaking, he'll answer your questions. And some he'll he'll answer your questions. Derek, David, uh, David Langford will have. Sunday, pretty much the whole morning from 9 to 12, because again, we're talking about heavy stuff, and we believe that God wants to do something special. This whole thing is biblical-based, and, and uh, the thing is, is that uh, we will see, I believe, a move of God, but most importantly, I believe for the spirit of revelation and wisdom to be given to the people that attend that, and a supernatural impartation, those of you who can't come will get the DVDs, I believe the impartation will be there. But look, this came, this happened so fast. I talked to Bob Ulrich, I talked to uh, Gordon McDonald, I talked to uh, Tom Horn. Do you know how long they take to put these things together, typically? Two years, sometimes a year. They're always a year in advance. And by the grace of God, I mean, you know, Tim and I were talking, and we were talking in the uh, his editing room, and we said, you know what? And he felt the same way. That's accurate, isn't it, Tim? That God wanted us to do this.
3: Yes, it is.
2: In, uh Steve and, Steve and Tim, we are um, up against our, our top of the hour break. Folks, go to Tim Albarino's website, truelegendstheseries.com, um, and Steve from SteveQuell.com. Tim, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
3: Hey, thank you, guys. It's always a delight.
2: Absolutely. Look forward to talking with you in the future, and um, keep up the good work. We'll be right back with Steve Quayle right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
6: Kind of thriller predicts the future. In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God particle before CERN actually discovered the God particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the
4: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com.
1: to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Steve Quayle from SteveQuail.com is our guest, um, a true friend, a true friend of a personal. He's a, he's a professional colleague and, of course, a friend of the show. His website SteveQuail.com, and, of course, uh, bookmark stevequayle.com. Before I get back to Steve, folks, minutemanstove.com, the best rocket stove on the market is you can get it right at minutemanstove.com. Let me tell you something. Uh, we spend a lot of time preparing, and we spend a lot of time preparing with food items and putting things away in our pantry. But how are you going to cook that food? Well, you can have there. There are a number of ways to go. I found the simplest, and here's my favorite. This is the Cadillac of rocket stoves. It's Minuteman Rocket Stove at minutemanstove.com. These Minute Men Rocket stoves, they're small, lightweight, wood-burning, every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove, nonetheless. And you know, with decent wood, it's virtually smokeless and self-contained for clean storage and transport. And because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your chores to gather wood and such, and you don't have to use that much relative to an open flame fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves, because eventually that 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 fuel will run dry. Burning wood inefficiently. That requires a lot more manual labor. The Minuteman solves all of these problems. It's easy to use. Prepare your family, prepare yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make rough times, inconvenient times, a whole lot better. These products are all handmade. They're made by hand in the United States. I'm proud to own one, and I'm certainly proud to recommend MinutemanStove.com. They're made in North Carolina, extremely rugged, come with a two year warranty to date. No one has taken advantage of that two year warranty. It's fantastic. Yes, oh, and nice. by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Brad from Full Spectrum Survival. Folks, if you go to Full Spectrum Survival YouTube, Take a look at their latest, Brad's latest YouTube there with respect to Iggy Azalea, this 26-year-old rapper, I guess, and watch that video, share it, pass it to everyone you know. This is regarding the pedophilia epidemic, the systemic problem of pedophilia, but this um, a very interesting take about this Iggy Azalea, the... The, in the um, associationism associationism I guess that's that is as it relates to pedogate, gate very important to understand full spectrum survival on YouTube check that
2: out go ahead Jan yeah, I haven't seen that that's something I'm going to definitely check out after the show um, and right now Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com is our guest he's with us until the end of the hour taking us to the end of the show um, I'm going to turn it over to you Steve
5: Well, thank you so much, Joe and Doug. And I'm going to change hats a little bit here. But first of all, I want to draw everyone's attention to uh, my new photo of the day. This is a photo I took, I think, either one year ago or two years ago that probably gives you uh, the best uh, example of Planet X. Now, I use Canon lenses and Canon uh, bodies. You know, I use the highest megapixel Canon bodies they have. But what's interesting, you'll see a circular Uh, like a lens flare, and then you'll see internal lens flares going into the sun. I want you to look at the sun being obscured by clouds. I don't know, Doug, if you can see this, but it's pretty critical. Below the sun, to the immediate, I would say, five o'clock position, is a circular planet obscured, obscured by clouds. Now, this is basically a primary image. It's not a reflected image. You can see the reflections, by the way, these are super multi-coated, all kinds of fancy coating on the lenses, so the thing is, I understand spherical aberration, I understand uh, the properties of lenses, but what's interesting about this shot, is one of those things that you don't see until maybe, you know, you go through all your photos, which right now I have, I think, 39,000 photos uh, on my computer, I have an extra, you know, I don't know how many terabyte drive, but I want people to take a look at this. Because, again, let me give you the, uh, I would say, the obvious statement and the most obvious statement, and probably one of the truest statements uh, in the world, and it was spoken by Jesus, the whole world lies, L-I-D-S, and the evil one. To think that people actually believe that anything associated with the liars that rule the world would come forth, unless it's 99% truth, only to hit you with the 1%. Lie that basically damns you. So I want people to look at that. I don't know, Doug, if you've been able to call that up yet. I don't even know if you're able to put it up on your screen. Uh, it just got put up on my website, so that's why I didn't have time to send it to you ahead of time. You see it,
1: Steve? Yeah. Yep.
5: Okay. So do you see the little image to the lower right? Do you see it at 5 o'clock being obscured by the clouds? Mm hmm. So here's what I'm saying. Even with the evidence we present, people will say i don 't believe it and unfortunately that 's true you can 't make someone see you when they 're willingly blind. Let me give you a good example. I want to get into the political and the civil war that 's coming because two events took place in the last oh, i 'd say twenty four hours that almost guarantee it. Uh, First of all, uh, it's being reported on, I don't know, Twitter and some Washington Post, I guess, that Paul Ryan was at Obama's house 53 minutes after pulling the health bill. Now, I haven't verified this, but here's what it says. He was filmed with Obama's driver and security agent by the Washington Post. So, Doug, let me ask you this. How is it that... There was no accountability to the rhinos, Republicans in name only, the neocons, when Obamacare passed the first place. You remember Nancy Pelosi's famous statement? Well, we've got to pass it first, then we'll learn what's in it. Okay, that's a true statement. So, as an investigator... You know, I'm asking you now. I'm going to reverse the interview. If you knew, and and I don't know this to be a fact, I'm just telling you what's being reported, that Paul Ryan was at Obama's house 53 minutes after pulling the health bill, and that he was filmed with Obama, his driver and security agent, by the Washington Post, would that maybe put things into focus for you as an investigator quickly?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's something terribly wrong here, Steve. We know that. It's a uniparty system, of course. It's globalist you know, versus all the rest of us. But, yes, what, okay, so it would ask the question, where, where do his
2: loyalties lie? Yeah, why? yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, why would he ever um, meet with with the former president? There's no legitimate reason, there, especially right after the, the pulling of the health care bill. It just seems very suspicious, especially with Obama's role uh, being so active in trying to undermine Trump.
5: Well, maybe they're bosom buddies, and I'll leave that to uh, the discernment of people who may be understanding that. There's Mm -hmm. something weird going on. You know, hey, all I'm saying is they're bosom buddies. And the deal is, is that, you know, even if this story turned out to not be true, there is the ongoing statements of Ryan that are recorded that said, you know, he's not going to go along with anything that Trump says. And he's done everything he could during Trump's race, President Trump's race, to follow him. Here's the question everyone in America is asking. And if, if, if I would ever get a chance, Mr. President, a house divided against itself South cannot, Stand. Look at all the Secret Service failures, almost that, and even to the disabling of the sensors on the fences. I'd have that guy's ass up before a congressional, no, forget it. I would have that guy, number one, filed and uh, fired, and I would also check out the files on him, because, listen, if you have the responsibility of the President of the United States' life, and and you are, uh, you know, accountable for it, then whoever uh, disconnected those, censors, which, by the way, have been reinstalled, would be, I would say, guilty of complicity in some form of nefarious attempt on his life. Uh, I forget, Doug, you probably know the name, excuse me, the name of the guy that's a Secret Service guy that basically uh, made the statement, he was a head, I think, of Secret Service, and he said, as long as President Trump stays in the White House with his contemporary Secret Service, his life is in danger. Is that not accurate?
1: Yes, sorry about that. Yeah, um, yes, and and this reminded me, uh, Steve. I was thinking about a couple of things you had said. This predates the inauguration, and about you had posted several or a number of articles about this and predates the inauguration. And I do believe that that we're seeing a nineteen sixty three ish environment. Of course, I am referring to uh, JFK. Um I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you're exactly
5: right. Well, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Again, everything I say, I've had a statement on talk radio. And look, I expect, obviously, the days of all of us, uh, you know, God forbid it's known only to the Lord how long any of us stay on. But, you know, here you can always tell when you get too close because, obviously, Andrew Breitbart did, and he died within minutes after the National Defense Authorization Act went into place. You can't drain the swamp when you basically have taken the birth control pills against the swamp creatures away and tell them to go procreate. So, in essence, the dangling puppet strings of the shadow government... Look, these guys want a provocation of World War III. They want everything. And again, to the Christians, that all you want to do is tear up Trump and tear up me and others. I want to say this again, Doug, because people have, I would say, simultaneous problems with their own memory. I believe that Donald Trump is being used by the living God as the prosecuting attorney to show the depth of wickedness and depravity even within the Senate, the Congress, and the Judiciary. Not to mention the total uh, uh, failure and falsehood of all national security. Ask yourself this, ladies and gentlemen: If World War III is such a threat, why is everything turned internally and not externally? How about this? This is when uh, this is the. Uh, let's see who did this, Christian truther. The masses are useless. Time to depopulate. Amazon, Google, Facebooks are the gods now. Best-selling New York Times author states... Isn't that now I I this is up on my uh website. The masses yep. are useless, time to depopulate. Amazon, Google, Facebook are the gods now, best selling New York Times author. Animal Farm, all of us are equal. There's just some more equal. And so the thing is is that uh uh as as we come into this time frame, I wanna throw everybody back to take everybody back to the year yeah, probably I think it was nineteen uh eighty six, okay? And it's Dimitri Dudeman, and I've seen all the trolls, the voles, the, the uh, walking lizards, you know, saying, well, He didn't really get that. It still remains to be seen. I believe he was a God-given prophet, brought from Romania to the United States, couldn't speak English, and probably one of the clearest prophetic voices during that uh, the decade that God had him here. And he had visions, not just dreams. Now listen we have been given a time out we are going to have the great tribulation we are beginning to see the full manifestation of evil unlike anything we've ever known in our generation and even knowing history if even uh, go back to uh, you know Europe outside the French Revolution and taking a bunch of people to lunch and then obviously during Victorian England I don't know if people know this but cannibalism was an unspoken delicacy in some of the most powerful uh, lords and uh, ladies of the house, and I don't know if you knew that, Doug. But beyond that, we're seeing things now that basically uh, are reminiscent of the Old Testament. There's 20 different uh, passages in the Old Testament. When a nation comes under judgment, cannibalism ensues. And unfortunately, the reason why this happens is because the devil literally wants to kill every last man, woman, and child. Jesus said it this, if you've got a problem with this, number one, you've got a problem with Jesus. He said, except the days be shortened, there'll be no flesh left alive. Yet for the elect's sake, those days will be numbered. So if we're spinning out of control, as we are now, and this is my opinion based on what I've written about, and tell uh, telling you know this how long have you and i been on uh, either radio you as a guest when i was on radio or me i mean we met what right after 911 correct
1: right uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so about and 15 so, years
5: 15 years maybe even 16 years but putting that aside we have seen things that when when god gives insight and, and let's take the nation of israel they had prophets that have yet to be paralleled in anybody's false religions, okay? There's nobody like Isaiah. There's nobody like Ezekiel. There's been nobody like Daniel. There's been nobody like Habakkuk, Amos. You know, there's been nobody like Zechariah. There's been no... And, and and if you go back even to uh, Moses' time when he said "I would that all God's children would be prophets, you know, he's basically saying, I don't want to be the guy that has to hear from the Lord and tell them. And I think under his breath he's going, Lord, they won't listen to me. And if you know the history of the Exodus, that was a pretty exact statement I just made. They come to the Mount Sinai, it quaked, and, and God said, prepare them. for t- I'm going to come down and meet with them. And you know that story. The earth shook, uh, the trumpet sounded, and people basically flipped out, freaked out, and they couldn't stand in the presence of a Holy God. Now, they didn't see him, because obviously he came down in a cloud. Scripture says no man has seen God the Father and live. Moses got to be hidden in the cleft of the rock, and and God allowed his, if you will, his, uh, you know, Moses to see maybe a silhouette or something. But the point that I'm trying to make to everyone tonight is, is that it doesn't matter what your paradigm is. If you are a Christian, you had better take the time to find out if all this stuff will affect you. If you want to stay on your uh, uh, blobosphere, you know, and I don't call them blogs, I call them blobs, okay? And that's based on that great movie, I forget when it was in the 50s, where the blob <laughs> comes in and, you know, covers everybody and absorbs them. So, well, some of you may be, you know, at home in the blogosphere, make sure you don't get uh, overtaken by the blobosphere. But I, I, wanna, I want everyone to go to uh, my website and check out Dimitri Dudeman, China and Russia will attack America. Now, obviously, even in nineteen eighty six this wasn't a big deal. And uh because, you know, everybody was at Detente and there were things that had to happen. The thing that I think is important for people to realize is that there are specific events that God has planned for specific times known only to him. Even Jesus said that concerning the second coming. And Yet God has historically, when a nation has repented or sought Him, given them a period of grace. Doug, I get with people that absolutely want to go to the O.K. Corral, and I'm I'm talking literally, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and... I sometimes wish, Lord, are you sure, you know, that the okay crowd isn't called for? Because here's the deal. the And obviously, I know that's wrong. I want to go on record as saying that, okay? And then you have to say to yourself, stand down, Steve. Stand down. You know, let it go. And I think what people have got to understand is that when we stand down, We stand down out of obedience to the Lord. The devil will not stand down, okay? And I thank God for the brave men and women out there that are literal warriors that have fought as veterans. I thank God for the veterans out there. I thank God for the men of God. I thank God for the women of God that are at least getting their concealed weapons permits. And I'll tell you this. I, I get feedback from ladies that are astonishing and amazing, okay? You know, if I had my way, Doug, seriously, and I had the money that would be necessary, every woman that listens to your show, I would buy them a uh, handgun class. You know, and I don't know how many women out there, you know. If somebody out there with all of the money wants to cover that, you know, you can handle your own money, but I'll send them your way. Because the if you see the Kurdish women, I would hug them... If if I could get to them, or because look at at what they put up with. They put up with the slaughter. And, you know, I remember being on your show, and I talked about the new crusades that were coming. Now you've got Erdogan of Turkey saying there's a new crusade coming, and basically kill the Christians. Now, people, uh, I did say that, Doug, and, and somebody says, why do you always brag? I'm not bragging, I'm putting you in remembrance. That's what the scripture says. Put them in remembrance. Paul said, How was a brother when I was with you? And he would go in and describe, you know, what, what was going to happen. Or Jesus. Jesus told us Matthew 24, Luke 21. You know, God bless Hawk. Man, he's been trying to drive that that those scriptures home, and I, I I've seen some of his criticism. I wish he would know there's more than that than than that in the Bible. Evidently, God's telling him to keep saying that. And and see, this is this is something, Doug, that's really critical because here's what's going to happen, in my opinion, on the front of Drudge tonight is there was a story about Sessions, Attorney General Sessions, is going to deny federal funds to sanctuary cities. Now, yep. where did all of the immigrants that were brought in, especially the military aged men without women and children, where were they placed?
1: Well, a large portion in sanctuary cities. Well, yep. uh, okay, and, and then, you, well, th- there's been numerous... No, go, go ahead. Well, okay. Um, depending on where their country of origin is, and I was looking at this, trying to figure this out exactly, because we had Josh Tolion talking about these night midnight flights of um, aliens coming in. They're not even refugees; they're uh, by definition they're not refugees. They're they're aliens coming in, immigrants and uh, undocumented, and of course they're being midnight flighted into various cities, like for example Tulsa, and then spread across Oklahoma. Um, so, but primarily to your point, sanctuary cities, indeed, yes.
5: So, what the point is I'm making? If you've got military age men being brought in surreptitiously, who had to give that order to land them at the military bases in the night behind hangars, for instance, at Wright Patterson, you know?
1: Mm yeah exactly who okay. had
5: to give yeah who had to give that order now, let me go one step further. Imagine five hundred sanctuary cities or let's say two hundred fold and you have three hundred. imagine the civilian unrest that will take place and the agitators that will stir up the prepositioned uh if you will freedom, fri- freedom fighter no let me change that term freedom destroyers from the middle east, okay. And then ask yourself this. Now, of course, I'm just being hypothetical. Of course, Doug. And imagine that all of those weapons that were bought with billions of rounds of ammunition and billions of dollars were strategically placed in warehouses close to the sanctuary cities. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. You said that earlier. That's a great point
5: the light bulbs start to go on, okay? So imagine that the whole plan was to identify these cities, pre-position armed and trained men in those cities, and oh, by the way, they're very close, some of them, to the, what, 35 known uh, uh, terrorist training camps in the United States, and of course, we don't want to deal with Buffalo, New York, do we, Doug, you know? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's a private joke, ladies and gentlemen. Even the President bush the young one basically said they were considering having to do something there after you know his defeat but again by the way i'm not a fan of his but the point being is, is that doug and i were on talk radio talking about that hey you got to do something you got to do something and boy you couldn't believe the threats the denials and the repercussions and the counter uh stuff we put up with remember those days doug
1: oh man i'll tell you i was talking about that last week we had uh we had dr paul williams on he wrote the day of islam and we were talking about best street the best street location um and i want to just be very clear okay this this uh this location on best street we are not alleging any uh criminal wrongdoing but certainly a lot of curious activities and it's uh yeah, and, and from what we publicized, what you publicized, Steve, and what I publicized, you and I, we, we had an FBI visit and um, them saying, hey, you know, you better up your security. You had death threats, and we had death threats. Tom Barley had death threats back 10 years ago
5: Yeah. from WBA. And again, yeah. you know... Uh and ladies and gentlemen, you know, Doug investigated him, and it's interesting, when we produced all the evidence, you know, I had a local agent, I live in Montana, and I think the district office was Salt Lake, or is Salt Lake, some of the stories he told me, he, it ultimately caused him the frustration is he quit, because he was told to stand down. Boseman's a University, we have a lot of electrical, electrical engineering, we've got really advanced chemistry here, believe it or not, there are some really famous guys and ladies here that are world-class scientists and guess what he started investigating uh middle eastern students and also chinese students and he basically said steve i can't do this anymore every time i turn over something i'm told to back off and stand down so the question I want to leave with your listeners, of course, if we're dealing with a hypothetical case, why in all the history of whether you're dealing with the British issues, the uh, German issues, why are all the terrorists known but never stopped ahead of time? Now, to that, I wish we could turn on the Jeopardy music. I wish we could, you know, uh, uh, give the time and, and let somebody hit the button. I'm uh, trying to, uh, I find if I be sarcastic, I won't get in trouble if I, if my tongue slips and I'm, I'm asking the Lord to wash my heart out with soap because then my mouth will follow suit, you know. And I'm talking about the blood of Jesus. Here's what I don't understand, Doug. And and I really don't get it. How the Christians can embrace or claimants thank you, Lord, claimants can claim all the counter biblical principles and still Claim that term, okay? Does that make sense to you? They want to say that God's a she. Yeah. Gaia may be a she, but the living God is not, you know. And uh, you know, the idea is is that Adam was created before Eve. I know that makes a feminist wrong. You know, I know that because if he created a feminist in the beginning, guess what? There'd be no Adam. She would have tagged him the first day. A tag meaning probably beat him up. I, and I'm being ridiculous on a for a purpose. I want people to think these things through, okay? If the Messiah was coming through the pure genetic stock, then the devil would try and do everything he can. Now get this, it's the same thing that the the Muslims are practicing in breeding. They're making the statement, our women's wombs will be the ultimate weapon we defeat you with. So, what do you do with American, American uh, historically once males? You load them up on xenoestrogens coming out of the plastic. You load them up on vaccines. You dump tons and uh, not even tons. You dump uh, uh, millions, if not billions of tons of birth control residue into the public water, and it's estrogen. The estrogen estrogenates men. They no longer can grow beards or grow facial hair. The majority of young people, and, and I would say this, the there are exceptions, that's due to their genes, but when you see the Snowflake generation, I will say this, what went wrong, you know? I mean, I guess, look, basically, they must have inherited the genes of howdy-doody. It's howdy-doody time, you know? Uh, dress and drag at, at nine, you know? The, the thing is, is that, look, what can you say, and this is true, uh, this is rhetorical to everybody listening, what can you say to get people who think you should be wearing tin hats. My answer to that is my tin hat will keep my uh, posterior from getting cooked. Will your denial do the same for you? And I say it a little more bluntly, but because, you know, I want to honor you and not get too uh, too blatant, I want people to understand that. The idea is simply this. We are seeing right now the greatest deception unfolding with the greatest amount of apathy, denial, antipathy, and just simply uh, who cares, you know? Uh, it's party time. And if you look at, I think, what was it, there was a story that the majority of the people that are being protesters and stuff, I think it was what 70% or 80%? I know Susan Duclo has a percentage in one of her articles, you know, but uh, of the snowflakes, they live at home with mommy and daddy. Oh yeah, it's incredible. What what did Mommy and Daddy decide they wanted to live in Woodstock forever, you know? <laughs> did, did, did do they want to listen to uh, you know, the the the, you know, the protest uh music of the 60s? Now listen. There are events moving so quick. Again, I want people to go on my website. I posted Dimitri Dudeman, China and Russia will attack America. You know, the idea is this there are men of God the Bible says surely the Lord God will do nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants the prophets God says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge Jesus basically said if I've told you earthly things you believe me not how can I tell you heavenly things and brother I can't cover 66 books in one show okay I can start in Genesis and hopefully end up in Revelation and throw a little you know uh, uh, whatever uh, scriptures are relevant but it's really Really telling when you're you've got an issue of a woman who has to go to court to exercise her right to pray in her own home. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you talked about this twenty 20- Five years ago. I mean, I remember hearing you on various talk shows, including Coast to Coast AM talking about this very subject and posting on your website. So, Steve, hold that thought for a minute. We're, we're going to just uh, forgo the bottom of the hour break. I just want to give a shout out to Green Innovative. folks. Go to HagmanReport.com, click on Green Innovative. Uh, take advantage of the 10% off they've got through the end of the month. Uh, Green Innovative has uh, extended a, t- a 10% off thank you discount for all Hagman and Hagman listeners. With their support uh, for the Green Innovative products. And I'll tell you, they got the best GMAG power recharger, uh, battery rechargers ever. This is the greatest little device you'll ever see. Salt, water, rechargeable batteries, and they recharge. Uh, magnesium pucks on the end. Fantastic. It is a great product. Greenovative.com, 10% off through the month of or through the until April 1st. I'm sorry, until April 1st of this year. So, take advantage of this 10% off as a thank you from Green Innovative. Greeninnovative.com or call 321 576 2712. That's 321 576 2712. All right. Steve, yeah, uh you were talking about this uh, really half a you know quarter of a decade ago or a quarter of a century ago. Uh what's taking place right now? And uh yeah, no, but go ahead. Well, I ahead, think brother. what
5: I think what's important is this. I want to share a little bit of my testimony. I'm not pulling rank, I'm just telling you. Number one, I didn't save myself. Jesus saved me? Number two, I didn't go on a quest to find Jesus. He, he basically redeemed my, uh, uh, you know, uh, hedonistic lifestyle when I heard that Jesus could forgive my sin at a Hal Lindsey meeting. I knew a kind of a total, listen, I was, I was an honest, sir, and I can't even describe it. Yes, I boast in sin but I did it right and when I say right I did what most people would just say that is one sorry son of a gun they would use a different word but I'll leave it at that and so when I heard that Jesus would forgive me my sin and by the way Doug I had never really known anything about Jesus I wasn't raised in a Christian home you know like the child of an alcoholic I was one or as I used to say I were one until Jesus uh, gave me health me to go cold turkey, and the thing is, is that uh, when I was thrown on my face before his literal presence, not in a dream or a vision, lifted up, looked into his eyes, my sin was totally forgiven, I had to say, Lord, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, your Savior, and I have called you to have a Joseph's ministry. I didn't know who Joseph was. Then God gave me a vision of the future, and then he said, and I saw, I saw because I was in film and TV, okay, I knew what edited, uh, you know, sequences looked, I saw him, bam, 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 and he said, I'm only going to release these to you as these events are shortly to come to pass. Then he told me that I would know him in a very special way through his word. Well, Doug, I couldn't believe in Adam and Eve, and I mean, you know, I didn't even know about Adam and Eve, except maybe as a cartoon character caricature. I didn't know anything. If I, if I, I, I'm not trying to downplay. I'm not even trying to be metaphorically stupid. I was that dumb on spiritual things. Okay, I truly was. I was a hedonist at 190 miles an hour. I absolutely thought that the role models for for uh, my life would be, if you will, uh, a Hefner, uh, uh, Antonioni, uh, Zaffarelli, uh, you know, binge on really twisted filmmaking. When I say twist, I mean you know, in those days it was—it's nothing compared to what we have. But anyway, that's what God saved me from. Okay, and then uh, as God, in His faithfulness, revealed His word, two guys came from Portland. I think it was Portland, a Bible school. There, laid hands on me. They'd never met me before, or heard of me before. They were in a prayer group, and God literally sent them to lay hands on me. Now, this is the truth. And if anybody has a hard time with this, go and ask. The Lord if I'm telling the truth or not now I had one lady do that and she said i just I just knew Jesus would tell me you're a fake you're a fraud you know and I said fine but let me share this at least he can use his fake and fraud to win people for Jesus I don't think that makes the devil happy so as, as I began to seek out the Lord through his scripture, he's the one that launched me into this entire understanding. The two guys came, prayed, and I began to fill myself up with the Word of God. I saturated myself with, and people need to hear this because this is going to minister to somebody tonight. I listened to every Derek Prince tape. In those days, everything was on a tape. I listen to all of the Youth with the Mission teachers. I listen to Ern Baxter. Some of you, I I listen to Don Basham. I listen to Charles Simpson. I listen to Leonard Ravenhill. I went to the different things. If there was a group of men of God, I'd be on an airplane there, and I'd sit and listen attentively and intensely. And God poured into my spirit an understanding. And every time uh, something gets to happen, I don't have flat. Flashbacks. I have flash forwards, okay? It's and I, I can't explain it. I won't even go into the messages, unless I give uh, you know those who, uh, unless I be guilty of uh, uh, how should I say this, providing a jewelry store for swine. I won't even go into the times that that God in His mercy called me out. I won't even go into the times that people who in their dying moments were led to pray for me. That's not melodrama. I've spoken about my dear friend Mary Juarez, and God bless her. I could not have loved a woman of God. A little uh, Latino lady, probably about 5'2", but I watch men who, you know, thought that they could take on Charles Atlas, go down like children when she commanded the uh, demons to come out of her, you know? And I remember talking to her on the phone, the last day of her life, the last hours of her life, and she said, Son, God's going to give me my mansion. And he told me why he's taking me home, because I abused my temple. She drank, a six pack of tab that was I think a diet like coke or whatever diet whatever whoever put out tab and it destroyed her liver but she said I want you to know that even now even now I'm praying for you well listen that sent me into a, a period of depression, unlike anything I've ever known. And yet, you know, those are the kind of events that, you know, have marked my life, you know. I, I hate, Doug, going into hospitals because I say, God, you revealed yourself to me. Jesus said we'll do greater things than these. I walk into a hospital, I want, and I'm serious about this, I said if God would grant me the anointing, I would literally, and by the grace of God, I'm not writing, I can't do this, I go into every hospital that's a veteran's hospital, and in the name of Jesus, command them all to be healed, and and I'm, I'm, I'm not a lunatic, I'm not crazy, but this is my heart's desire. And so, you know, the thing is, is that I, I have been given so many words, and I said, God, I, I don't know how to function anymore because people don't want to hear number one, the majority. Now, I know there's a lot of your listeners that do, that want to hear uh, the true statement. But, you know, here's, here's what someone, anybody you listen to, me, Pastor Langford, anybody uh, who has been, has been miraculously and marvelously saved by the blood of Jesus, you need to know those who labor amongst you. That's why I, that's the scripture, okay? If somebody calls himself a watchman, if somebody calls himself a prophet, which, by the way, for the record, Doug, for the millionth time, in all my years of being a a believer or uh, being on talk radio or interviewed, I have never called myself a prophet, ever. Ever.
1: No, I've never, heard, I've never heard you call yourself a prophet. Yeah, so,
5: so you people that keep saying he's a false prophet, good luck. You don't know what a f- prophet is. And second of all, you don't even know what a false prophet is. A false woman would have to claim to be one. I say this, taste and see that the Lord is good. See... What uh... you know? What my I had a rabbi call me one time, and he said, "I've read your prophecies, and they're all the same." I said, "Yeah, but they were thirty years ago, and you weren't saying anything back then." And then, and then I asked him a simple question. This guy was on my case about Jesus. I said, "So which of the prophets did your fathers not kill?"
1: <laughs>
5: Silence.
1: <laughs> as there as there would be.
5: Yeah. Yes. So here here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a blues brother on a mission from God to cause anybody to be fearful. To cause anybody to lose hope. I'm on a mission, and and I I I can't even define what my calling is. And then I want to share something else. After Mary War dead, you know, died, and Lord took her, I went through a real time of of um, you know just just a really grim time. Then God brings Romeo into my life, okay? And God bless her. A little fire brand of just incredible anointing. But she too had been fed up with a church and, and I won't even say the ministry because I don't have her permission to, but one of the most famous ministries in the country during the time of, of uh, the revival of the uh, 70s, 80s, going into the late 90s. And then she got burned out on religion, but she heard me talking. One uh, time on Coast to Coast, Doug, and the Lord spoke to her out of nowhere, or out of heaven, wherever, you know, when she was nowhere, I forget where she was physically, and said, I want you to cover that man's life with your life in intercession. Mm. You know, I mean, I didn't even know her. So what I'm saying is this, I so appreciate each and every one of you that has ever prayed for me. I can do nothing without the hand of the Lord. I mean that. I get accused of everything. For the record, I'm not a preacher. I I guess I I have some teaching ability, I've been writing ability, but I'm a business guy. And, you know, I I think the scripture is is that, you know, whatever state you're found in, whatever you're doing, do it as under the Lord wholeheartedly. If, if I were to count the amount of false witness born against me, I don't think, you know, I don't think I could do it. I think you'd need somebody that's got a, a supercomputer. Yet, the thing that propels me, and I thank you, Doug, are the people who pray. Because I get emails every day from South Africa. I get emails, God bless the brethren in South Africa, I get them from Australia, New Zealand, Siberia, Russia. I mean, I get them from all over the world. And how these people hear, guess what, they hear it on Hagman and Hagman, which brings me to this, ladies and gentlemen, if you are blessed when david langford 's on this show, if you are blessed by me being on this show, then please stand with Doug financially I know I listen here 's what i 'm saying this isn 't a shakedown, but those of you who are Christians that believe in tithing and you 're out of of uh, fellowship why don 't you ask God if he wants you to to help this ministry uh, and for the record, I do, and I mean that, and the thing is, I do it financially. The thing that's important is that you start to invest in your own, if you will, future and your children's lives. You might find that the guy might come on the Hagman show and and be able to minister to you, your grandchildren, your children, and you had a stake in it. You know, it's amazing, Doug. I know so many people that have, and, and I have no one in particular when I say this, but they'll call me and they'll tell me that, that uh, you know, they, they've got great wealth. One of them is really well-known. It's not Gary Haven, by the way. Gary walks a walk, talks a talk. I'm saying another guy, really rich, you know. And the deal is, I know a lot of rich guys, but to try and get them to understand that you want to give to somebody that's getting the job done, you know. Uh, You know, I'll tell you what, anybody that ever offers me, I'll give you this if you'll do that. It's not a genuine gift. It's a bribe. It's not a gift. It's a bribe. And and by the way, we will not
1: get bribed. We will not ever be bribed. We will not ever bend. Go ahead, sir.
5: Yep. Well, the deal is is that, you know, I, I can tell you this, that you know what it's like. So for those of you that don't know what it's like, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I'm just telling you this, that if you have been blessed by the Hagmans, if you are blessed by Doug and Joe, if you are blessed by the guests they have on, and I don't know, Doug, there is no bigger talk radio show, and it's God that raised you up. No matter what the so devil say, <laughs> no matter what the skeptics say so yep. ladies and gentlemen I'm asking you look if each one of you that's listening to this thing send them five bucks send them ten bucks but send them something invest in your future and, and and I'm seriously that because Doug I mean I went on your radio program I remember talking to you brother and you remember talking to me when you know seriously I was thrown in the towel I was thrown in the towel yep. and, and again you know um, I'm not proud of it but I was and the word fitly spoken season you know, and there have been times you've spoken into my life. There are times that uh, someone will send me a really lovely uh, email. I'm praying for you, uh, Bieta. Thank you, all of the, and I, there's too many people that are out there to name. But I want you to know something. I'm not trying to be a generalized jerk. I'm trying to be a very grateful man, and I refuse, okay, not to acknowledge the people that the effects. Here's the statement. I may have a mouth. I have a form, by the grace of God. Thanks to you, but. It's the anointing of God in response to the people's prayers that have propelled me to the point where there are people listening around the world. Now I know a lot of people want to kill me. I know a lot of people want to. You know, uh, one guy is nothing more than a disgusting pervert that thinks that uh, going around fisting somebody is just uh, you know uh, dessert. And you know, those. If I, t- ladies and gentlemen, I can't even put on my website. I won't even talk. Talk about some of the vile creatures from hell, but I will share this to you. And this isn't a woe is me. Uh, look what I've gone through. This is a praise be to God. He raised up Doug Hagman in the name of Jesus. Please stand with him. Please stand with him. And Doug, and in all the years I've known you, we've been friends together. You've never ever asked me to do that. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I believe sometimes I've embarrassed him. I don't mean to do that, but. Sure as shooting, there are people out there that can afford to stand with you. And this isn't a guilt trip, but remember this. It's easier to give now than uh, stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, and he asks you, what did you do with what I gave you? And you say, well, Lord, I did nothing. I just buried my talent. Municipal bonds, treasury bonds, nothing will save anybody.
1: And, and, yeah. you, and you know what, Steve? R- right now, it's getting harder. It's getting more difficult. You know, the censorship. We had talked about this earlier. Uh, Tim Alberino. It's interesting how his YouTube channel just got just got wiped out. The, the censorship um, that 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 is taking place all across the board. The fact that they're hiding the uh, the real truth, and especially when we bring information. Of a spiritual uh nature, and we mentioned of course, you know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, oh my goodness, there it goes you know you you won't find that video oftentimes or that that particular audio you'll have to hunt for it, so this is a war and uh and, and so the you know the uh, operationally speaking we have to, we all have to stick together as Christians, we really do and have to uplift one another and not tear each other down. We have to uplift one another and really um fight the fight and i know you've been through it and i know that you've you've experienced some horrific uh stuff and and folks i i'm not going to tell you what's you know i mean i I could but it seems right i mean some of the stuff he gets is just beyond even comprehension you'd have to dig really deep to find uh well i i just you just can't even comprehend what uh what, he, what Steve puts up. So there, I'm grateful too.
5: to yeah. everyone out there that prays, okay? Now look, I would love to tell you what's going to happen. And I can tell you, but I'll do it as the Lord tells me to do it when he tells me to release it, okay? I'm telling you the next thing to come on the scene, and somebody said, you just said that. Yeah, I said it, is Mars. Now you've got movies about Mars, a single life form that uh, basically is taken into a lab on the Space, uh, uh, whatever space station you've got, everything going down related to Mars. You're talking about microbes and meteorites in the Lake Vostok under Mars. You're talking about 2,500 species of unique, uh, uh, you know, sea life microorganisms that have been there forever. You mark my words: the parallel between Earth and Mars. Only those of you with ears will understand this. Is the same war that was between. Cain and Abel, it is the same war that is between Isaac and Esau. It's the same war. It's the same war. Isaac, you know. The, here's the thing, Doug. The uh, the idea that people cannot recognize that there's almost always twins in the Bible, and the war begins in the womb. And it's fascinating to me that now that Mars, how could I know that? I can tell you this, without the Lord, I can do nothing. And I'm giving him credit, because that's who gave it to me. So ladies and gentlemen, please understand, we are going to see a civil war in this country. Blood is going to be spilled. When I said that to 25 years ago, everybody, everybody uh, said, you're crazy, you're just, uh, you know, whatever, a right-wing fanatic, uh, whatever they could call me. But I want to share something with you. The Hand of Help ministry. Go to handofhelp.com. I want everybody to do that. This is your homework tonight. We're coming to the end of the show. Handofhelp.com. Before you read the visions of Demetri Duneman, I want you to pray. And I want you to say, that. just pray like this, Lord Jesus, I ask you to show me. If this is truly from you, and then I want you to ask the Lord to reveal it to you from his word, okay? Nothing God speaks prophetically will be contrary to the word of God. Nothing. 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 Handofhelp.com. And, you know, what, what I think is important, Doug, is this. There comes a time, you know, and I know I'm on borrowed time. I don't mean with my life necessarily, but my website. And I just think that people have got to, to get to the, they've got to get a grip on it, okay? If it doesn't bother you, you love your wife, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my grandkids. And when I think of what these devils from hell, these damnable, heinous creatures from the slime pit of uh, perdition, have in mind for our kids, and we've seen it, but we never apply it to our kids. Kids, you know, we see the perverts, the pedophiles, the cannibals, the spirit cooking, the disgusting things, and yet we can't relate it to us. That was somebody's daughter that they raped, murdered, and mutilated. That was somebody's son they raped, muti- raped, mutilated, and murdered. That was the child of God, the heritage of the Lord, and yet nobody gives a darn. I would like yeah. to be more pronounced, but they don't. They just don't.
1: Sadly, not today. No, it's it's. Uh, we're we're seeing this this indifference envelop the land, and especially the Christians. and It's bothersome to it me. It, it's troublesome. Yep.
5: And and so you know, given the fact that we are uh, where we're at, I I'm astonished. I link to different stories. Okay as we all do and it's the story we link to not to the ads and I put up a, a thing on my website for everyone's benefit The I asked do you want me to continue linking to stories with the daily mail yes or no I got a hundred and five yeses probably seventy five eighty percent women I'm not kidding you yes and I got three no's no I got five no's I just got another one right now so three four five let's say this under five so I'm going to mark everything that's offensive, Daily Mail. My friend Colin, I'll put up his thing. You can also just pull your email, open your email browser, and pull it over to the right of your uh, screen and just read the main articles, you know, cover it. But here's the deal. I asked the same people that bitched, and I'm sorry if that word's offensive to you, and criticized, you know, and somebody sent me this nameless letter saying, me and my friends aren't going to listen to you anymore.
0: Please
5: don't. (laughs) Give me your name, you coward, and I promise you I'll send you a $100 bill, and I'll make sure Doug sees the serial number, and he can say, Steve did it. Please, you nameless coward, send me your name.
1: Yeah, you're going to buy 50 of those now.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but here's the deal. You know, it's just now... uh, it's just now incredibly late in the game. It's incredibly important to keep Doug on. Now, look, Doug, you know this. You you and Renee, your wife, have talked about this. You and Joe have talked about it. The idea is simply this. We will be taken off the air at some point. Remember what the Supreme Court uh, just said to Drudge? And I think Drudge now is banned on Twitter. And I know Alex Jones is having his fights. I know this, that people are emailing me. Let me say this to all of you. I can do nothing to make you able to access my site when the powers that be shut me off on Internet service providers. So who are you going to call? you know are you going to call the ball breakers I'm sorry are you going to call the same people that criticize for years and decades are you going to call them do you think they're going to be in a position to help because they never would shut up long enough from their criticism to help anybody in any way shape or form I had to tell one guy don't email me again all he wanted to do is argue about this argue about that and I don't have time to argue please don't send me 20 page epistles on what you know that I don't I don't Read them. I want to share this. I don't read them. End of story. If you don't have a name on it, I tear it up immediately. Same thing with emails. You know, the hardest thing for me is to hit the delete button. For all of you, it's it's easy, but for me, it isn't. So tonight, I wanted to share my heart a little bit, Doug, and I wanted to share with people. If you don't stand with Doug prayerfully and financially, don't, uh, use a nice word, gripe. Don't, uh, you want to see your emptiness? Ask yourself this. For those of you who have been blessed by this, this broadcast and the guests on it where will you go to get anything i even have people saying you need to get a shortwave so i can listen to you you need to broadcast for me and you know i just have a simple question to all those of you out there have you ever given doug five bucks ten bucks have you ever done anything for anybody and if no then don't gripe okay you had the opportunity to make a difference you had the opportunity to sow into a ministry and it's fascinating. You You know, it's just fascinating that people can complain, but they sure can't, uh, you know, step up to the line and help you. For those of you that help Doug in any big way, please, I will send you, uh, you know, let me just make it. Anybody that gives Doug $100, $100, Doug, I want you to send me the name. And I I want those of you who do it to to, uh, give Doug your name and address. I'll send you one of my books. You can have any one of my books. They're $30, $40 a piece you know, and a thank you note. I'll I'll sign the book, whatever your name is, a hundred bucks to Doug. A minimum a hundred bucks. Sorry, fifty won't cut it. Because I want the People of God, to learn that if un, and but for the record, tithing and giving wasn't instituted under the law. It was instituted in Genesis between Melchizedek and Abraham. Has nothing to. And by the way, you probably flip out if you read uh, in Hebrews that Jesus still lives to receive tithes. You know, so people who say it's under the law, they don't know their Bible. By the way, most people that criticize don't know their Bible. Or one guy quoted me. Today, what was it he quoted? Uh, I forget. And uh, he said that talking about fallen angels and uh, all this stuff is a violation of Exodus. That was God commanding the people not to worship the idols. It was Moses and it was the disciples. Even the specific prophets identified different false uh, demons masquerading as gods, little G's. So, you know, get over your religiousness and start getting real and start standing up for He who was, uh, uh, whose blood was shed on Calvary but whose resurrection power rolled away the stone and is literally in the battle of battles and literally going to uh, uh, how should I say this come for His own when it's God's time but those of you that continue to mock you ought to read about who goes into the lake of fire the fearful, the cowards. And the unbelieving. Doug, thank you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to the Branson Conference, and it's going to be different because all of us will be there standing behind our tables, including me. Obviously, we want to be able to answer all your questions, but there's not been anything like this, nor do I believe will be again. And, I, and I'm only saying that this group of men may speak individually, but all of us who are going to be there at the Gen 6 Conference will... Never be on that stage again together. Gen 6 Conferences with an S, dot com, And uh, I'm trying to get everybody to sign up early mm-hmm. so they get the hotel rooms. Thank you, Doug.
1: Yeah. God bless you, Steve. Thank you so much. Gen 6 Conferences.com for September. What is it, 15th and 16th, I believe? 15th 16th?
5: Yep, yeah, 15th and 16th of September mm-hmm. in Branson, Missouri. All of the information is on the Gen 6 Conferences.com website.
1: Sounds great. Alright, brother. Thank you so very much for your gift of time. You, Tim Alberino. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. Alright, man. Folks, that'll do it for us. What a great, what a great show. Uh, Steve Coyle Tim Alberino, uh, talking about the giants, really, the pre-ademic civilizations. And of course, uh, that, that was just, uh, that was very interesting. And, and I, and he sent me a cartoon during the break. I don't know if you saw it. It, it, it was, um uh, well, folks, imagine this. Uh, you know the pyramids you know the, yeah. or, or the big stones and uh a couple saying wow i wonder how long it took the uh people to move that that stone and get it in place and uh, on the other side of what they're what these two cartoon characters are looking at was this huge fingerprint okay so you know twice the size of the people it, it's funny right it's funny It's, yeah, humorous. it's funny. all right
2: i want to thank everybody for joining us tonight um Liz Crocken was on in, in the first hour. C-R-O-K-I-N. Yeah, Stephen in hour yep. two and Stephen hour three. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless, and have a great evening.